The views and opinions of today's broadcast is not necessarily the views or opinions of the TJRS Radio Network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll arise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. Thank you so much for the introduction, and good morning and welcome into the show. Today is May 23rd, 2021, and here are the topics that will be discussed on this edition of The Serious Side of the J. Rouse Show. On Capitol Hill, a clear majority of House Republicans voted to remove Congresswoman Liz Cheney from her leadership post yesterday after she repeatedly denounced former President Trump and his false claims that the last election was stolen. Newly released video of a deadly arrest of a black man in Louisiana two years ago is drawing more outrage. Today, the family of Ronald Green told CBS News it wants the officers held accountable. Prosecutors showed body camera footage they say proved Andrew Brown Jr. was driving his car towards sheriff's deputies when they opened fire, putting them at risk. Let me be clear. There was no insurrection, and to call it an insurrection, in my opinion, is a bold-faced lie. Texas state lawmakers capped hours of debate over how to teach kids about slavery and U.S. subjugation of people of color by advancing a controversial bill that prohibits critical theory in public and open enrollment charter schools. Online radio at its best. Good morning, Lord. Today's a new day. A chance for a new start. Yesterday is gone. And with it, any regrets, mistakes, or failures I may have experienced. It's a good day to be glad and give thanks. And I do, Lord. Thank you for today. A new opportunity to love, give, and be all that you want me to be. Today I want to start the day with you on my mind and in my heart as I dress. Let me wear the armor you've provided daily, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, and the sword of the Spirit, with prayer on my tongue, praise for you, and petitions for those around me and those I meet. Feed me today with your daily bread, as the bread of life. Your food, like manna, will sustain me throughout any trials and hungers. Help me to set my thoughts on things above, and to speak only what will help, and encourage others. Keep me from putting my foot in my mouth, and help me guard the affections of my heart today, Lord. Make whatever work I do be marked with excellence rather than perfectionism, as I seek not to make a name, but to make a difference. Help me to treat each person I encounter as you would, with respect and love, forgiving others and asking for forgiveness myself when needed. As I start this day, 
Help me remember that I belong to you, and my desire is to act accordingly. Keep my feet from stumbling, and my mind from wandering into distractions. That could steal precious time and energy from the most important things you have designed for me. I'm proud to be your child, Lord, and I'm so grateful that you died for me. Rising again so that every day could be filled with the wonder of your love, the freedom of your spirit, and the joy of knowing you. I know earthly life is short and fleeting, Lord, but I want to live today as if it were the first or the last day of my life, giving thanks for every good and perfect gift you choose to give today and every day. I want to live my life for you. Jesus. In your precious name, I pray. Amen. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272 is the call-in number. You're listening to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network online radio. And it's best, of course, I never share this stage by myself. Let me introduce you to some of the very best in the business. Ms. Vanessa May Bell is in the house. Mr. L.E.S. is in the house as well. Let me say good morning to one and all. Welcome into the show. Uh... We were, we were gone for a couple of weeks, Mr. Elias. If you can get to the mics, go ahead and do that for us because I'm having some issues here. But welcome into the show, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is always a challenge when you're doing live radio. So, Mr. Elias, if you don't mind, if you can get the mics and I, you can let people in and uh, we can do what we do. Meanwhile, uh, a lot is going on. Good morning to you, sir. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm well. Good morning, Nessa. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Hi, Jay. How are you doing? You doing well? Well, good, good to hear that. So a lot is going on. Of course, as always, we share a few minutes to kind of wrap and clap and get caught up on some things that are going on. So uh, listen, uh, a lot of things happened uh, since we were on air last. Last week we were out, uh, but we're back this week. Mr. Elias, man, we've had some notable deaths, uh, to say the least. And one is the great Paul Mooney, huh? Yeah, man. Paul Mooney, I love Paul Mooney. I love his comedy, and I love how he just was un- unapologetic, and he told the truth, and he didn't give a damn how you felt about him. I love that about Paul Mooney. But I, I tell you what, um, the one thing that came out that I saw uh, this week was, did he used to he used to write for Richard Pryor, right? Yeah, he was Richard Pryor's writer. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, but did Richard Pryor's son accuse him of sexual assault or something like that? Of his son or something like that. His son accused him of that. Yes, okay. His son accused uh, Paul Mooney of that, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you don't think there's any validity to that? No, I don't know. I couldn't tell you. And I don't I don't discount what anybody says about sexual assault, so I, I couldn't tell you. you okay, know? all right. I wasn't there. And uh, another famous death uh, this past week, Vanessa Bo Obama. Gone. The first dog died from cancer. Can you believe that? Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, he, I was like, that wow. That was weeks ago, and that was really sad. Obama did a tweet yeah. to him uh, and, on Facebook and sent it out, and mm. it was really sad. 
you know how I am about yeah. normal, so, I, you know, I cry. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I didn't know. I did not know that uh, that, that it happened and um, until I was, you know, doing some research for the show and it came up. I'm like, oh, wow, so Bo Biden, I mean, not Bo Biden, but Bo, that's actually President Biden's son, uh, but the dog was actually named after uh, Michelle Obama's father, but, you know, Bo Obama gone at the tender age of however old he was. All right, uh, this Tuesday will be the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's death. Uh, you know, President President Biden has asked Congress to pass the, the George Floyd uh, Police Reform, Reform Act. That sounds like that's not going to happen. Oh, no, it's not. Why would it happen? They're, 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 you know, the, the, the uh, Republicans are the party of... Uh, <laughs> By the police, but they don't give a damn as long as it don't affect them. So, come on, man. They, they're not, they're not going to, anything that this president wants to do, Mitch McConnell said he's going to block it no matter what it is. He doesn't give it. He don't give a damn what it is. He's going to block it. And this just makes no sense to me whatsoever. It's not about the, it's not about the country. It's about the party. Yeah, you're right about that. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And the bottom line is that they continue to do these types of things. They are they are obstructionists. And it's a damn shame that people continue to reward them by voting them back in office. Uh, another uh, anniversary this week coming up, Tulsa. We've had those conversations Man. on the show. But uh, I didn't realize that there are, there are still two survivors that are still living Black uh, from Tulsa, and they testified before Congress. And, you know, what do you think, where do you think that's going to lead, Mr. Elias? Uh, nowhere, to be honest. Nowhere. Because Congress held, they, they know what happened in Tulsa, Oklahoma, Black Wall Street, but they're not going to do anything about it because it, 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 it's something that would, would help this president. It was something that would help black folks. What do you think they're gonna do? No, they ain't gonna. They're not gonna pass that. Nah, they're not gonna. They're not gonna do anything to help anything to help black folks or this president. You know, Vanessa, uh, aka uh, known as Black Wall Street, it was a situation where black folks had their own. They had their own businesses. Uh, they had mm-hmm. their own area of town. They had their own money. Their banks. And white folks didn't like that, and so they decided to tear it down, and that's exactly what happened. Your thoughts? White folks are still like that. That's my thought. <laughs> well, that was wow. quick. Wow. So you didn't lie, Vanessa. No, she I'm just saying. I am just she saying. Didn't it's, not even, it's not even for me to elaborate on. I mean, they don't want us to have anything. And those that we are around, okay. Don't make me go there. So when Bobby and I are out, they'd be like, we're retired, and we do this, and we travel, and we do that. And me and Bobby be like, okay, we're retired. We fly here. We cruise there. We do. <laughs> well, how do y'all – well, you're young, but how do you – how did y'all do that? And Bobby said, I worked my ass off for 35 years. That's how I did it. And then Bobby just walked off the knee and got out of school with him. So, you know – me, I'm playing a game with them, but Bobby just says it and walks off. They don't want you to have anything or be mm-hmm. like in their world, nothing. I'm telling you, it mm-hmm. is a trip, and Bobby so enjoys rubbing it in their face when he's with them. 
around them. He does. Y'all think he's sweet and innocent. He loves rubbing that neck in their face. Oh, I didn't say Bobby was innocent by no stretch of the imagination. I think Bobby's an undercover gangster. That's just me, but, you know, I've digressed. <laughs> so, you know, I, so, you know if, if it was like that back then, it's still like that. It's mm-hmm. still like that. But well, this it's is the same thing. They want you to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And when you do, yeah. and when you do, when you do, guess what happens? You got a problem with it. Yep. Yep. They all can go, shut please. Yeah, it's something that's thing that you have to think about. Ms. Elias, you went to Vegas uh, this past uh, week uh, within the last seven days. So uh, I want to get a breakdown of what happened while you were doing your thing in uh, Las Vegas, uh, Nevada, Ms. Elias. Um, it was it was strange to see, uh, you know, Vegas like it was, man, because every other machine was shut down. And when you walked to the airport, mm. I was, the first thing I noticed if every other machine was shut down, and then we got to casino, it was it was it was certain as far as certain people, certain places of the machine was shut down. They only had because I'm a table player; I don't play with slot machines, and um, they only had like twenty to thirty tables open at each casino. So it, it had the appearance of being full because people was it was enough people in there to have have you know the tables filled up man but it it was not like it it was nice and you could walk around vegas and they, they you know and you could tell cuz god bless them. every time i go to vegas i think about Vanessa and Bobby cuz they taught us how to hop on a transit and go around vegas right they got the express buses in vegas they don't have the express buses anymore they cut all of that they stuff out during covid yeah. all of it mm-hmm. that's not even a shuttle yes. bus yeah. Unbelievable. Yes. That's it is. a shuttle bus. Well, but and Jay, you know, walk time. down Vegas Street and you say, Excuse me, excuse me, because you're bumping into people, excuse mm-hmm. me. Oh no. Nope. That's mm-hmm. not happening. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> he bumping into nobody. No. Mm-mm. That's why we've been going like three or four times during COVID, Jay. Because everybody else wow. was staying at home and me and Bobby was in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Well, That's the first time I bought money. I oh, well, there you go. Maybe that's maybe maybe that's the reason why you should go during the pandemic, Mr. Elias. You won while uh, if people were there, you would have lost. So yep. who knows, man? Good luck to you and, and congratulations. Also, uh, this past week, uh, I had the opportunity of attending the graduation of my oldest daughter. Yes. And when I tell you that's that, my princess. that's a feeling that uh, that I hope every parent experienced. It was a beautiful thing, and uh, my beautiful daughter, it's hard for me to believe that the little girl that I would stick in my starter jacket uh, and her with a puppy and hang out at the park to get attention and do all those things with her, uh, I, I'm just, you know, it was uh, it was something that was, was uh, to be honest with you, I, and I didn't cry, which was crazy because I thought I'd be, but I didn't. I, I, but, uh, you did the first one. Yeah. You did the first one because I was sitting right next to you crying too. Okay, okay we're not talking about that. Thank you. Uh, anyway, uh, I <laughs> <laughs> this time, I, I did not. Uh, I didn't cry. Uh, but when I tell you, as I sat there and and watched her, uh, you know, I, I mean, I thought about the times of me walking with her, holding her hand, uh, walking through trails with her. I remember the mm. first time I attempted to braid her hair, and and it was on a trip, and and unfortunately her mother couldn't go, so it was just me and her. And I remember. Uh, brushing her hair and ladies 
that were on the trip was like, oh, my God, let's take this child and, and comb my hair because you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and from there, I learned um, and got pretty doggone good at it. Matter of fact, I have an elderly mm-hmm. uncle, and when we have conversations, the one thing that he always brings up, and he gets missed, he says, listen, he said, I think the most incredible scene I've ever saw in my life was here is this big burly man sitting here on the couch with a little girl between his legs and you were sitting there braiding her hair. And I was got mm-hmm. so emotional that I had to go into the kitchen. And you know, and I was I was just shocked that uh that that it had that type of effect on my uncle. My uncle's a, a man's man. That's a joker that can go out there and lift tree stumps. And for him to have to excuse himself because he got emotional. I've never seen my uncle cry. And for him to say that to me at this stage in my life was something mm-hmm. that I thought was very touching. And uh, and I saw so, that Jay, all that played off of my ear. About your daughter. I want to tell you yes. one minute. So, guys, let me tell you all about Jay's daughter that he's talking about. She's tall, long legs, long hair, shaped like a mermaid, beautiful brown skin, Whereas Which Bobby one now? Because the cold, hold on, because Nicole is short. <laughs> Nicole is the shortest of the three. She's tall <laughs> with those five-inch heels on. Oh, yeah, she was tall that day. Absolutely. She wears five My bad. Heels. This, and she wears, <laughs> she has long hair, long natural hair. She's a beautiful girl. And during COVID, mm-hmm. when we were all stuck in the house, this child was doing TikTok that would make you fall out laughing and had them posted on Facebook. She has mm. the most outgoing personality that you just want to see. She is just a sparkle. She has three daughters. And that then he came back, y'all. I'm tooting Jay's horn. Then he oh came God. back. And the, the young one, oh, my God. The young one is tall like a tree, baby. And she was out there in her <laughs> basketball game. That girl was dunking, shooting. She looked like she towered <laughs> over those other kids. Jay has done well. He's got beautiful, mannerable, yes, ma'am, no, sir, children. He has the kind of children that it takes a, a, a village to have raised. But Jay has did a very good job. Sarah. Is that I, her name? I had to, I had to tell a story too that I told Jay the same story that he just told. The first time I seen him braiding his daughter's hair, I had to lose room because I cried too. So I'm like, wow, look at this dude here. <laughs> I had, she got a lot of I, hair, Jay. So baby, you were doing some. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she got a lot of hair, and she's a good kid. Mm-hmm. Then she came back and she said that her her job offered her another position. And then she went on vacation. So you know what? She is getting everything she deserves right now. Right up in here, this is what you mm-hmm. get when you work hard. When you work hard, <laughs> this is what you get. So congratulations to her and you and and for being, to help for assisting her. I mean, I just, congratulations. It takes both, parents and child. Congratulations to both of y'all. And congratulations on baby girl, because if she keeps doing what she's doing, she'll get a scholarship. Thank you very much for those words, Vanessa, and I'm going to take this opportunity on the air to invite you to a graduation party that we're having for her uh, Saturday. So if you're in town, you, you know, feel free to come on by, and I'm pretty sure she would be surprised. I love you, but you're always going with the RV. 
Jay, well, I know that wait a minute, Jay, which you know. one is Elias's <laughs> child? Les, which one of these is your godchild? All three of them. No, I mean. All of them. Okay. But the, the, the very well, first one is children. the one. I, I'm, I'm looking at her right now at a picture. When we were in Germany, she had those tricycle. And that little girl used to yeah, run over my foot constantly. That's Nicole, the first one. Mm-hmm. The first one, okay. The very first one. Mm-hmm. Wow. She's yeah. she was named after uh, she was named after a set of twins that we had lost. So she has the middle name of both twin girls, uh, uh, Brittany, Nicole, and Lillian Marie. So she has the middle name of both children. So uh, anyway, so I, I appreciate everything that you guys have said, and uh, yeah, I, I'm wearing it proud and. And, you know, one of the things I can always you say is being a girl dad is a beautiful thing. So I appreciate it. Thank you so much for the well wishes. And uh, thank you, guys. And, and my baby girl, congratulations to you. It's been a hard struggle. I know it has been. But you know what? Like Vanessa just said, it looks like some of the things that you are trying to accomplish in life, you know, you're starting to see the fruit of your labor. So, uh, you know, we appreciate you and love you to death. Let's bring in uh, Jackie, Mr. Elias, if you still have the board, 347-850-1272. Good morning, uh, Jackie. Welcome into the show. Thank you so much for being here. And how are you? I'm doing well. Hopefully everybody else is doing the same. Definitely congrats to your daughter, Jay. Um, Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Wonderful accomplishment. So it's kudos to her. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, it's been a uh, it's been a journey, and she is a magnificent young lady. I have to tell you guys a story here before we (laughs) step out. We were at my youngest daughter's basketball game, and so one of the referees made a horrible call, (laughs) and this girl stood up. My this. Precious little Nicole that everybody's talking about. I said, God, blue. I said, whoa. I said, when did we start cussing? <laughs> so she looks at me and says, Dad, I'm, I'm 28 years old. I'm this, I'm that. Here you are. I know you're not talking in your mouth, blah, blah, blah. I said, first of all, let me. I said, I never cuss in front of my mama. <laughs> and that joker looked at me like, okay, uh, he's right. <laughs> let me just keep it moving. So. Uh, it's amazing when you hear your people and stuff do like that. All right, tell you what, we're going to step out. As you notice that this block is going extremely long, let me just warn you up front that uh, we're having some technical difficulties, so we're trying to buy a little time. Yeah, we're going to step out. Say what, Mr. Elias? I'm looking for today, and I don't see yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that's the problem. I, I'll talk to you out there about that. All right, we're going to step out, okay. take a break, Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. We'll be back to – it's going to be an abbreviated edition of the show because of what we're dealing with. But, hey, we're here. We're going to be here. We're going to give you the show that you need and what you want to hear. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the J-Rowell Show. Online radio at its best. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Amy Held. Tehran says UN inspectors will no longer have access to images of Iran's nuclear activities. It comes, as NPR's Peter Kenyon reports, a three-month agreement between Tehran and the International Atomic Energy Agency has expired. Iranian state television carried the remarks by Parliament Speaker Mohammad Bakr Kalibov. It came amid international concern over Iran's elevated enrichment of nuclear fuel. Iran's parliament passed a bill late last year conditioning access of U.N. nuclear inspectors upon the lifting of oil and banking sanctions. 
Iran has been keeping surveillance images of its nuclear activities, but threatened to delete them if sanctions weren't lifted. Tensions with Iran have been elevated for more than a year following a U.S. drone strike that killed top Iranian general Qasem Soleimani and a subsequent Iranian missile strike that wounded U.S. troops in Iraq. Peter Kenyon, NPR News, Istanbul. In a reversal from the Trump years, the Biden administration is expanding temporary protected status for Haitian immigrants for a year and a half. It will protect against deportation and provide access to work permits for tens of thousands of Haitians already in the U.S. Marlene Bastien is in Florida and says the news comes as a relief to her community. For the first time in, in years, they'll be able to, to, to sleep, to have a good night's sleep without worrying about you know, having to pack their bags to go back to uh, a nation that is you know, in turmoil right now. The U.S. says social unrest, poverty, and human rights abuses in Haiti amid the pandemic make it difficult to return home. Judges in Georgia have a novel deal for some defendants, reduced community service hours in exchange for getting the COVID-19 vaccine. From member station WABE in Atlanta, Christopher Alston reports. Judges in Georgia's Northeastern Judicial Circuit are offering some people sentenced to community service the option of reducing that time with proof of vaccination. Court Administrator Jason Stevenson says judges decide on a case-by-case basis when to offer this option and how many hours can be earned. All our judges agree that every shot in the arm is of service to the community and there's time involved in going to a vaccine site, lining up transportation, perhaps childcare, taking time off of work. Stevenson says the county has not tracked how many defendants have taken the deal. According to the CDC, Dawson and Hall counties lag behind the state average for first doses administered. For NPR News, I'm Christopher Alston in Atlanta. The CDC is looking into reports of teenagers and young adults with heart inflammation after receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. The agency's vaccine safety group says there are relatively few reports and the known cases appear to be mild. The myocarditis was seen more often in males, typically within four days after their second shot. Follow-up is ongoing. The CDC recommends Americans 12 and older get vaccinated against COVID-19. It's NPR News. Uh, everything I can to ensure 
uh, that uh, the former president never again gets anywhere near the Oval Office. And you can't have the Republican conference chair, the Republican Party spokesperson, consistently attacking the leader of the party who 74 million Americans voted for. Welcome back in 347-850-1272. It is 28 minutes after the hour. You're listening to the Serious Side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TGRS Radio Network online radio. At its best, if you're just tuning in, uh, we're experiencing some technical difficulties. So this will be an abbreviated show. However, uh, there still will be a show and a conversation. You just heard from Jim Jordan, one of Donald Trump's, I guess the term brown nose would be nice to describe this clown. Uh, but you also heard from Liz Cheney, who was ousted uh, as the third uh, ranking this Republican uh, because she told the truth about what happened uh, on not only January 6th, but what happened in November, that the elections were fair. Uh, and she will not contribute to the big lie. So Republicans who are still kissing Donald Trump's ass decided that she needed to go because the boss from Mar-a-Lago said, hey, make it happen. And McCartney and, and McCarthy, the Mac brothers, I'm going to start calling them the Mac brothers from now on, decided that they were going to continue to kiss Trump's ass, and they voted her out of office for a Liz Stefanik, a person, a least, I should say, Stefanik, a person's who is not as conservative as Liz Cheney. However, she's another butt-kisser. We'll start right there. Mr. Elias, man, you know, at some point in time, you just have to say to yourself, this ain't going to change. You laugh at it. You, you, you can't understand how people continue to follow a person whose approval rate is 30%. His approval rating never got over. I don't think it ever got over 43 It never crossed 50 at no time during his presidency. He lost. He's not as popular as he was. You have all the major Republicans who stood for something in the Republican Party has denounced this man, and yet still you have the rank-and-file Republicans kissing his ass. I, I, I don't get it, man. I, I really don't. You tell, talk to me, man. Why is this still going on? Why are people still kissing the ring of the Donald? Power corrupts, Jay. Power corrupts. Now, if, if, Liz, if Liz Cheney is real serious about what she just said, and she said she'll do anything to keep him out of office, she better join the Democrats and pass the Voting Rights Act bill. Why wouldn't she do that? Why wouldn't that be the first thing she stood up and did? Instead of, instead of uh, you know, talking to talking to talking to talk, walking. Get with the, get with the Democrats, grab some Republicans that you know that will help pass this bill and pass it. That way you can start having fair and free elections. She knows she she knows that this is wrong. She knows it is. Well, that's a, that if you know that this whole election was a lie, get what you get with these people and pass the law. Stop stop talking about it and be about it. They're gonna they're gonna they the only reason that because they are they're scared of, if if they don't vote for him if they don't say anything that that, that against, if they say something against them, they know some somebody from the QAnon will get in there and take their spot. Because all those people are going to believe whatever Trump says. So if these people go against them, they're going to lose their power. And they, and like I said, power corrupts. That's the reason they kiss Donald Trump's ass right now. Because he has the 70, 70, 74 million votes behind him. 
That's why. Yeah, but okay, but Vanessa, okay, listening to that logic, yeah, yeah, seventy-four million Americans vote for him, but didn't damn near eighty million Americans vote for for Biden? So, so I mean, I don't know the numbers. I know it's between seventy-eight and eighty. It's in that range. That's a lot more people. At least you know my math tells me that. But yet, and still, they continue. To support this man, and they voted out Liz Cheney. Anybody that knows me, and probably most of the folks on the show, we do not agree with Liz Cheney on nothing. If Liz Cheney say the sky is blue, I'm saying it's green. That's just the way that works. But in a funny way, we are all bedfellows because at the end of the day, she's saying, "Look, I'm going to do everything in my power to keep this man for." from ever sitting in the Oval Office again. And he's down there. Now he's in New Jersey, I think, yelling instructions. And these people, you heard Jim Jones. Jim Jim Jones, that's a good name for this fool. Jim Jordan. Saying that he is the undisputed leader of the Republican Party. A one-term, fat, losing, broke ass, about to go to jail, former president. What say you, Vanessa? All I can do is sit back and laugh. You know what? I don't know why they're following him other than the fact that they feel like that party will will overcome all the positions and stuff that's coming up. You know, you and I were saying that it, I said it was next year. You said it was two more years or something, but... Yeah, we corrected that. that. You keep throwing that in my face. Yeah, we're you were right. I was wrong. I was thinking air. something we're else. Go ahead, Vanessa. Not on the air. So anyway, Whatever. I just think that if they stick with Donald Trump now, shut up, Jeff. If they stick with Donald Trump now, then they can start changing some of these seats. And Jay, I, if you have not been paying attention, Abbott, who is a Republican governor of Texas, is doing everything that Donald Trump wanted. Like he put in the bill that said no heartbeat. So at six weeks of being pregnant, which the first average woman don't notice it until she misses her second menstrual cycle, yeah. um, you can't have an abortion. He put that into play. Donald Trump yeah. wanted that into play. Avid governor, Republican, Trumpster, also is the one who took away all the boxes for the voting ballots. Abbott, yep. Republican governor, Texas, also has redone, realigned Texas so that they could get two more seats um, for the electoral vote based on the census of uh, last year. So well, but, these but, people... Yeah, no, no, I was agreeing with you. You're right. I mean, please. I mean, this is the only way, Vanessa, that they can be competitive. So you know what? I think what you just exposed. They're trying to get the seats for 2022, Jay. You know what, though, Vanessa? I think what you have done, you have opened my eyes to something. What you just said, and, you know, it's like it's like a puzzle, right? When you see a puzzle on a table, you know that all the pieces are there. You just have to figure out how to put them together. And, and, and what you just said out loud, which made me say, damn, that's it. Because we're saying, how can the Republican Party follow a man who's a loser, a one-term president? You know, they play clips of stuff that he said this time last year. And, man, I, I, get, I throw up in my mouth. I'm like, 
this guy was president of the United States, and some of the nonsense that he spewed while in office, anybody in their right mind can go back and look at this and say, this guy is a, I almost said the F word, is a effing fool. <laughs> and yet and still, but now I realize, because you have to think, regardless of what they say, and what I'm about to say, I'm probably going to contradict it a little later in the show when I play some clips, hopefully, of some things Republicans have said in the past two weeks. But you would like to think that these people are educated. You'd like to think that these people know what they're talking about, at least have a general understanding of governing and things of that nature. But but Vanessa just laid it out, Jackie and, and Mr. Elias. She just talked about how the Republicans – they're ger- gerrymandering things to make sure that they uh, dilute <clears throat> the Democratic vote. So by doing that, that means that the 74 million folks who voted for Trump, they're going to have more power because if you find ways to, to, to take away, you know, to split Democratic strongholds and add, you know, add Democrats on the end or add them into districts where there's a strong Republican hold, then guess what you've done? You've created an unfair advantage. So that's the reason why, because you have a lot of people who did vote for Trump. But if you look the Democratic vote, guess what, Jackie? Those voices and votes matter, and they, they are bigger now. Because they're changing the game. They're changing the rules. So now I get it. I see it. I can see clearly now the rain is gone. What say you, Jackie? (laughs) Yeah. uh, Just bottom line, because you keep talking about approval ratings and things. Look, they approved Trump. Bottom line. It ain't about a it ain't about a approval rating. Look, they approve him. Period. Now, what he got on him, I don't know, but but yeah, I because it's power. He don't have anything on, on him. It, where everything it's going power. on with them changing these voting laws and and stuff like you know, it's called a setup. It's power. It, it's it's not. They yeah, don't have Trump's anything power. on them. It's power. They Trump. want to be empowered, Jackie. That's what this is all about. It doesn't have a damn yeah, thing to do with what he power. has on them. Yeah, and yeah, they're they willing. Trump, they with power. Exactly. Yeah. And they're willing to throw everything they, they know away when it comes to democracy in order for them to re- retain power. I mean, it's, 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 uh, I mean, it's what something they say, that... What, Mr. L.A. is corrupt. They just, it's getting corrupt. It's seriously corrupt. They they don't care. As long as they they get that power, whatever they need to do to stay in power, they're going to do. Like like we discovered weeks ago, they have to lie to to keep their power. They they have to lie, cheat, steal. But whatever they need to do now to stay in power, they're going to do. They don't care about democracy, fairness, nothing. They don't care. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, they don't They don't care. And, and I think, you know, when you think about the likes of Marjorie Taylor Greene and, 
You know, I mean, I just, I keep saying this on this show, and I know people are tired of hearing me say this. I keep talking about how a photo of Gary Hart sitting next to his boat with a young lady on his lap destroyed his political career, Mr. Elias, destroyed it. Because everyone thought he was going to be uh, president, because that's how strong and popular he was at the time. But one photo of him sitting with a lady on his lap destroyed his career. And you have people like Matt Gates running around here, Donald Trump, who had all kind of women. You can go back and pull clips from the Howard Stern show of him talking about walking into dressing rooms of the Miss Teen America pageant. These girls were underage walking in there because he owns the pageant, and they're in there naked, and no one says anything about this. This man talked about grabbing women's coochies, and nobody. and this guy became president. I mean, when you really think about it, think, think, think about where we have come from to where we are now. You have these here who are racist. They've been given a cover, Vanessa. They can say and do what they want. They are out in the open. No more talking in back door, you know, walk, you know, meeting in, meeting in, uh, you know, back rooms and, you know, talking on dark chat rooms and hanging out on the dark web. They can just turn on Fox News and get all the catnip they need from these representatives who are out here spewing this nonsense. It's really remarkable when you, when you think about it, how far this country has sunk into the depths, Mr. L.E.S. Taking us it's crazy. back in time. Say what They're now? taking us back in time. They're taking us back in time, Jay. I don't know. You know what I mean when I say that? Say what now? Can you hear me, Jay? I'm on mute. I can hear you. Jay. Go ahead. I can hear you. I said they're taking us back in time. They're taking us back in time with abortion laws, where people are going to be in yeah. hotel rooms trying to get abortions. They're taking us back in time with voting and these young people don't even get it. They don't even understand what people had to do to get the right to vote. So to me, they're taking us back in time. They want us to have all these babies because they don't want people to have abortions, but yet you want to talk about people that's on food stamps or need assistance. So it's like they're slamming us on one end. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Uh, they're, but they're taking us, and when I say us, to the audience that's listening, I'm talking about black people. I'm talking about women of all colors. They're taking us back in time. Everything we worked for and everything our mothers and parents worked for for laws, they're taking them away from us. Right before our eyes, and nobody's saying anything. Nobody's paying any attention. Well, I think yeah, people yeah. are paying attention. I, I think the problem you have is that I don't uh, think the young ones you know, are, Jay. Powers is limited. Well, the, well, a lot of young people are because a lot of folks voted in the 2020 election. I mean, and that was through the efforts of people getting out to vote. Now, there are a lot of them who don't really give a damn, Jackie, and I agree with what Vanessa's saying there. But a lot of them got out here and did what they had to do. Go ahead, Jackie. I'll give you the last word. No, no, actually, I look, I know it ain't. Chatterbox right now. I'm actually gonna let Kavina man have have the last word. I gotta read this what he said in the chat room. Without okay. Trump, the Republicans have nothing, so they are panicking. Their hmm. only hope is to change the voting system. 
I had to read that. So, yeah. Vina Man, you got the last word. See, they they have. The, I believe that they hanging on to Trump because he. They don't have nothing without him. I mean, they already explained out their mouth weeks ago. They have to lie, cheat, and steal. Hey, the expert in lying, cheating, and stealing, right? <laughs> That's all he's done for the four four years he was in office. So, hey, they got to hang on to the master liar, the master cheater, the master stealer. Can't lose yep. that, can we? We can't. All right. Well, Kavina uh, gets the last word. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rao Show. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Last Saturday, Kobe Bryant was enshrined in the Basketball Hall of Fame. His widow, Vanessa Bryant, escorted by Michael Jordan, gave an emotional acceptance speech for her late husband. So just in case you missed it, it's Kavita time. It's four minutes or less, something that you need to know. Dear Kobe, thank you for being the best husband and father you could possibly be. Thank you for growing and learning from your own mistakes. Thank you for always trying to be better. Thank you for never giving up on us. Thank you for all of your hard work. Thank you for our family. Thank you for our daughters, Natalia, Gianna, Bianca, and Capri. Thank you for working so tirelessly to provide for us and for giving us the most amazing life together. Thank you for waking up at 4 a.m. to train, for making it home to kiss me good morning, and for dropping our girls off at school, only to go to practice, come home, and pick up our girls from school whenever you could. Thank you for never missing a birthday, a dance recital, a school awards show, show and tell, or any games our daughters played in if the schedule permitted. Thank you for putting your love for our family first. Thank you for bringing so much joy to our lives and joy to people around the world. Thank you for inspiring us to be better than we were the day before. Thank you for teaching me and all of us to put someone else's joy before our own. Thank you for being so selfless and loving with a, gold, with a heart of gold. Thank you for never taking yourself too seriously. Thank you for your sense of humor. Thank you for your wit. Thank you for never telling me no and always letting me have my way most of the time. Thank you for being patient and easygoing. Thank you for letting me burst your bubble every chance I got. Thank you for graciously taking all my harsh comebacks. Thank you for dishing them back. Thank you for being the Mickey to my Minnie and the Noah to my Allie. Thank you for loving me enough to last lifetime. And every lifetime, I choose you. To our girls, Natalia and Gianna, thank you for sacrificing so much time away from Daddy so that he could focus on being the best at everything he set his mind to do. Bianca and Capri, I'm so happy you're here to see this tonight. Daddy was incredible. He loves you girls so very much. Congratulations, baby. All of your hard work and sacrifices paid off. 
you once told me, if you're going to bet on someone, bet on yourself. I'm glad you bet on yourself, you overachiever. You did it. You're in the Hall of Fame now. You're a true champ. You're not just an MVP. You're an all-time great. I'm so proud of you. I love you forever and always. Kobe, Bean, Bryant. Online radio at its best. Ronald Green is pleading with Louisiana State Police officers who wrestle him to the ground following a pursuit in May 2019. After excerpts were published by the Associated Press, State Police released 40 minutes of body camera videos, which show Green being tased and punched from several angles. Officers say he continued to resist. Green could be heard repeatedly saying, I'm sorry. The FBI is investigating Green's death and what led up to it. But on the tape, Trooper Chris Hollingsworth is heard explaining what happened. I beat the ever-living out of him, choked him and everything else trying to get him under control. And the was still fighting and we were still wrestling with him, trying to hold him down because he was spitting blood everywhere. And then all of a sudden he just went limp. Green's family is suing the Louisiana State Police for wrongful death. They say the agency initially claimed Green died after crashing into a tree during the chase. CBS News has confirmed an autopsy report showed head injuries, a broken breastbone, and a torn aorta were factors in his death. Colonel Lamar Davis. Having, you know, contacted and spoken with the Green family, uh, feel their pain. The Louisiana State Police fired two of the troopers and suspended another. Last fall, just hours after learning he would be fired, Trooper Hollingsworth died in a single car crash. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. Ten minutes before the top of the hour, you're listening to the serious side. Right here on the TGRS radio network, online radio at its best. Uh, that was uh, video footage. Uh, if you haven't seen the video footage of the death of Ronald Green, uh, do yourself a favor and uh, go watch it. It's going to be hard for you to watch, but you need to watch it because... As we talked about it at the top of the show, the one-year anniversary of George Floyd's death is this coming Tuesday, but yet still it just seems like we're seeing more and more videos of African-American men being shot or being killed while in police custody. Now, this video is from two years ago. If you go back and watch the video, they pulled this young man out of the car. They beat him. They drug him around. He was saying, I'm sorry. He was telling them that I was scared, and they beat the living mess out of him. And as you heard just just now, one of the officers, you heard what he said. You just heard the clip of what that man said. Unbelievable of what he said, of what he had to do to control Ronald Green when you looked at the video and you saw that they beat the hell out of him. And then they falsified police reports by saying he died when he hit a tree. These lying... Vanessa? Don't say it, Jay! Every week, 
we're having a conversation about young African-American men being killed by police. And here's another situation where, thank God, the, uh, the, the Associated Press got their hands on the video. Because the police department knew about this all along. They've had it for two years. And this man was beat to death, saying, I'm sorry, apologizing to his murderers. And this all took place after he led officers on a high-speed chase. But I don't know. You know, we can sit here and talk about all this nonsense. Look, I'm a firm believer, Vanessa, that, you know, you know self-preservation is the key. I mean, I'm not going to run for the police. I'm just not going to do it because I know what happens. But someone can say to me, but, Jay, if you don't run, I'm scared for my life. I don't want to be nowhere near these people. We talked about last month how an Army officer did all the right things. You tell people all the time when you see lights behind you, if you are in a dimly lit area, just drive to a gas station in a very lighted area, turn on your hazard lights to let the officer know that you see them, right? Pull over into a safe environment and then deal with the officer. But as we saw in Virginia that an Army officer wearing the uniform of this country was assaulted, was demeaned. So I can't blame people saying, hell, I'm not going to stop because I don't know what's going to happen. Vanessa, what say you? Um, you know what I say, Jay? Let me tell y'all this if y'all don't know it happened. This police officer just committed suicide in Texas. I don't know if it was Houston, but it was Texas. And he committed suicide because two people told on him that he was molesting children. And the two women was going in, police officers was going with him. Now, this police officer, from what I understand, correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm sure y'all will, was fired from another police force. And this one said he was going to give him a second chance. And he hired him. This is in Texas. So I say that to say all of these crooked police officers that are out there molesting people, killing black people, and they get fired from one place, don't be excited. They're going to go get a job at another place because they're all going to stick together. White people will always help other white people and stick together. Hispanics stick together and grows. You, if you piss one of them off in that group, ain't none of them in that group gonna talk to you. But black people, oh no, we ain't learned that yet. We too busy trying to pull the rest of the other ones down because I don't want you to have more than I have. So I say all of that to say, yeah, you're taking a, you're taking a deep breath, Jay. I say all of that to say, and I'm telling the truth, is that. All of these police officers just doing all of these cool things to black people and they're getting fired, that's just not enough. Because another state or another county police department is going to pick them up. So unless they get charges filed against them, yeah. uh, nothing's going to happen to them. That's all I was saying. It no, I agree with that. I just, I just didn't know where you were going with black folks. You know, what you said, you know, people may disagree black with. Black don't but... stick. Black don't. Stick together like that. Yeah, but I don't understand White how that's in context of the conversation. Okay, I, I mean, okay, listen, I, I hear what you're saying. Say, 
Yeah, uh-huh. that the white people that a police officer is doing this, it's going to hire those other white people. Let a black cop get involved in something and do it. The other police department is not going to hire him. They're not going to do it for a black person, but they well, will do it for a white person. That's what I'm saying. So them getting fired in well, St. Louis don't mean crap because Texas will come back and hire them. Yeah. And and that's one of the the provisions of the George Floyd Policing Reform Act is to create a national database so you won't have officers jumping from department to department to department. You can go in and, you know, and do a job search or whatever the case may be. And if this person was let go because of any, uh, you know, ill will conducts, so to speak, uh, then this individual, it would be he would be flat. He or she would be flagged in the system. And then, you know, there you go. But I'm not a fan of, you know, I hate when people talk about, oh, well, they fired him. Who gives a damn about firing him? He violated somebody's civil rights. You know, they violated, uh, they broke the law. Damn, firing him, go to go to jail. Oh, well, like, like to talk about the people in Congress. Oh, well, history's going to say that uh, Mitch McConnell, Mitch McConnell don't give a damn about no damn history. He's going to be dead and gone. Like Pete Rose said, hell, don't put me in the Hall of Fame after I'm dead. It ain't going to mean nothing to me. So folks don't care about that stuff. They're not thinking along those lines, Jackie. So at the end of the day, they have to be dealt with. They have to be dealt with. Here's another situation of an African-American man being beat up and killed by police. It's all, it it kind of reminds you of when runaway slaves, you know, this is just a, a modern version of runaway slaves. Uh, you know, slaves will run away and sick dogs and horses on a catch and beat them and lynch them. What's the difference? Because they have a gun and badge that makes it legal? Well, let me say this to, like, Vanessa, because you was – I need to go back to what Vanessa was saying about, like, how we don't really, you know, stick up for each other like that as black people. And you were wondering, but well, what does that have to – let me help you out. Because if we really – Stood behind each other like we needed to. It wouldn't be taking no two years to solve nothing. I don't still understand. I, I I guess I just don't understand when they when he was brought to the hospital. You know, they talking about he he got killed. What having an accident running into a tree, but then he had taser prongs. They said in his back. I don't see how that's not getting investigated immediately by someone. Or like that's if I'm point. part of the family, if I'm part of the family, I mean, don't I know at least that much about the state of how he came in? If I'm hearing something about taser prongs on his back, what, what the ta- what the tree tased him? <laughs> what the tree had a taser? Yeah, but see, this kind of goes back but, to, see, Jackie, you bring up a good point. He's right. He's right. No, but see, what's the di- why didn't, why didn't the, I don't get why, okay, I need well, an investigation. Wait a minute. I, I need well, an investigation well, about Well, well keep in mind, problem. Jackie, okay, Jackie, listen, 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 listen. Remember now, I think he died at the scene, so I think he was taken to the coroner's office. And here's a, here's a, here's a classic situation where the right hand's not talking to the left hand. That happened with the Breonna Taylor case. You know, uh, on one hand, these officers are breaking in our house looking for a person that's already in jail. They just don't talk. That's one of the reasons why they said 9-11 was a failure, because 
agencies are not talking to each other. So he, this person's body, you know, Ronald Green's body goes to the morgue. They fill out this autopsy report, but nobody's checking back to see. They're not balancing against what the police are saying. And keep in mind, the family has been, you know, on this from day one. So what has happened with the deaths of all these, think about all the people who have died to get to the point where this video had to be, is being shown publicly. Think about that for a second. All the sacrifices folks have made, every name, Eric Garner, uh, Breonna, all these names, George Floyd, these people had to die in order for someone to take a closer look at this. They are no longer here. And I'm pretty sure, you know, uh, George Floyd's family, you know, his daughter's going to be proud that he changed the world. But I'm pretty damn sure that they would rather have George here than all this stuff that's going on. Yeah, some of these families have gotten millions of dollars. Who gives a damn? You can't, there ain't enough money in Fort Knox to exchange for the life of any of my babies. I'd be poor, broke, and lonely as long as I have my girls. I don't give a damn about that stuff. So think about that for let that sink in for a second. I'm not sure if Mr. LS is back. Mr. LS, are you back with us? Yes. Yes, I am. Okay, well I can't I can't mm-hmm. see the board, sir, so that's that's you know okay. so, but anyway. Yeah. So so somebody's uh, Jerome with us, Jay. Oh. Just letting you know. Smartest man in the world is in the house, Mr. Jerome is free. Well let's just jump to him because we haven't heard from him this morning. Good morning, Jerome. How you doing? Oh my god, he has gracious presence. Shut up. I've been here, Vanessa. I've been here. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> it was technical difficulties, but I was here. I was, I was oh, okay. Board. My apologies, uh, yeah, because we're having some issues this morning. Good. But, Jerome, just in time, uh, you know, have you – first, let me ask you, have you seen the video of this uh, arrest? Um, yes. I, and I hesitate because I don't think I saw it all. I, I looked at a clip, and I didn't watch it, and I don't know how much of it they showed, but I've only seen a little piece of it. But it's a, it's the same story, so I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I remember the story well, um, so, yeah, I've seen, I've seen enough of it. You know, I was going to ask you a dumb question, because it's a dumb question. It's a, it's a rhetorical question. It's a question we ask every week when we see these types of things. You know, how can this continue to happen? Here's my – let me ask a better question. When do you think – no, I shouldn't ask that question either. I don't have a question for you, man. Well, because it's, there's no answer to this question. Because it seems, Jerome, that since, you know, Derek Chauvin has been locked up, man, this stuff is happening a mile a minute now. I remember when you know when uh, when when the young man Brown was killed. Then you know I guess we can sit here and say that more of these stories are coming to to the to the nations to the forefront now. But anytime I do research, Jerome, for a story, I can I can we can do like a nothing a whole show, but nothing of black folks being killed by police. And we can yeah. have enough material, Jerome. Here's the sad part about it: we have enough material. We can do six months worth of shows. We can cover a Easy. different person every 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 segment for six months. We can, and if we go back, we can do about four years of shows. I mean, thank that's, you. That's what. Here's the thing. I if if you go back in the archives and listen to this conversation from years ago, like just mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, our conversation yeah. has even changed. 
because the truth is that we don't like to deal with the pathology of white folks generally, and they need to get over it, and they need to not be offended by what I'm about to say. I mean, matter of fact, I'm sorry. Let me rewind that. I don't care if anybody yeah, there you go. by what I'm about to Thank say. You. Right? Thank no, because truly Change I don't care. I, I'm, just, I'm just saying that if you're listening to the show, then technically you want to hear something different, right? Because what's, what's being put on regular TV obviously is not changing the climate at all, right? Mm-hmm. And so we need to kind of deal with this. And when you start talking about, you know, the police holding out for two years and he was tased and the, the coroner didn't, didn't um, flag it, they didn't put a mat, the, the, how the person died on the death certificate. We're talking systemic problems with these folks, right? Like that whole system. And I know we've had this debate again, defund the police and blah, blah, blah. Near me, probably about an hour away from where I am, this um, place, the Ithaca Police Department, just redid their whole department. I mean, they got rid of police, and then they built another police. Like they said, sign here because we're dissolving today, and they hired the officers under different uh, job descriptions. They're still the police. They're still going to arrest people. Uh, Well, Mm -hmm. because that's a bad narrative. Nobody's getting rid of police. They need to change how how they're policing. So Ithaca is near – you know, it has a high concentration of colleges, right? There's Cornell University, there's Cortland, there's Ithaca College, there's, there's like at least six or eight, like right in this one county, right? And it's small. It's like rural, yeah. you know? So there's a lot of black folks in that area and just from the, just the college students in the, in the fallout. And so the mayor who is, I'm guessing that he's black, the mayor was like, oh, we're just, I think he was on um, MSNBC or something, or Reverend Sharpton's show, I know specifically, that people made a big deal. It's like, you guys dissolved the police department and created a new one. He was like, yeah, because everybody needs to do that. Like, seriously, white folks fear, or the Fox News thing about, oh, my gosh, there's not going to be police and we're going to, you know, there's going to be crime. Nobody's saying that. They just took over a narrative and they marketed it back at us. Where black people started, like, debating this whole defund the police thing and started pointing the finger at Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and, and the rest of the other folks in Congress who was advocating that we need to do something drastic. And the only thing we can do to change the culture of the police department is change all of the rules or laws that's been covering for them, um, even on your DA side, you know, they can lie and not be charged with anything. But you can't, don't, you have the right to remain silent until they tell you, if you don't say anything, we're going to arrest you. So what the option mm-hmm. is that I'm still getting arrested. So if I talk, I'm getting arrested. And if I don't talk, I'm getting arrested. Mm-hmm. Right? They need to change those things. So... We can't change anything as black folks. It is not our open dialogue with white folks that's going to help this problem. We need to start dealing with, uh, and I'm not, you know, saying that the psychological examinations is going to help in police recruitment. I am telling you that this country has a problem. 
It has a problem in corporate. It has a problem in policing. It has a problem in the judicial system. It has a problem in its pathology on how it deals with people who are not white folks. Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to deal with this. So when yeah. I see that happen, it just reminds – it doesn't even remind me of anything. It, I, I just have an understanding when that happens that the police department is functioning – like even I don't care if there's a black police officer or a Hispanic police officer, just because you change the 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 um, culture of the person who's in the police department, believe me, they're indoctrinating indoctrinated into the same mentality as the other people who are there, or they couldn't be there. They're falsifying right. reports like everybody else. So when you yeah. talk about the Jarek Chauvin um, trial, the Asian guy, they were all like rookies or something. He was their supervisor. So when they said, yep. hey, we want to roll him over, he said no. So now they're getting charged because you do have a duty to, um, to, to stop other people from being harmed. So when your yep. senior officer is harming somebody, you do have a duty to, to do that. Now, you, normally they get fired and they send them to another police department, to right. Vanessa's point um, earlier. We, we don't practice that amongst ourselves. But every other community practices that, and it's valuable. It is very, it's yeah. valuable. So I'm I sorry to go on about that, but we need to be conscious about how our, how what we need to do to combat um, systemic racism. It is not white folks' issue no more. We're, we should take it from them. You're right about that. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. If you're just tuning in, dealing with some technical difficulties, so the show is behind schedule. So I'm going to try everything in my power. Get us back on track. So we're going to cut here, cut there, so we can end the show and give you all the information that we had planned to get to you this morning on this beautiful May day. We'll be right back after this. You are listening to the serious side of the J. Rock Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the DJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Right now, the COVID-19 vaccines are available to millions of Americans, and soon... They will be available to everyone. This vaccine means hope. It will protect you and those you love from this dangerous and deadly disease. I want to go back to work and I want to be able to move around. To visit with Michelle's mom, to hug her and see her on her birthday. You know what I'm really looking forward to is going to opening day in Texas Rangers Stadium with a full stadium. We've lost enough people. We've suffered enough damage. In order to get rid of this pandemic, it's important for our fellow citizens to get vaccinated. I'm getting vaccinated because we want this pandemic to end as soon as possible. So we urge you to get vaccinated when it's available to you. So roll up your sleeve and do your part. This is our shot. Now it's up to you.
Prosecutors showed body camera footage they say proved Andrew Brown Jr. was driving his car towards sheriff's deputies when they opened fire, putting them at risk as they announced no charges will be filed against the officers. The shooting of Andrew Brown on April 21st, 2021 was justified to protect the safety and lives of the deputies on the scene. Brown was killed outside his home in Elizabeth City, North Carolina last month by deputies serving warrants on felony drug charges. The officers who used deadly force on Andrew Brown Jr. did so reasonably and only when a violent felon used a deadly weapon to place their lives in danger. Brown was shot multiple times, including once to the back of the head. His family has called his death an execution. My father did not deserve to die at all. He did not deserve to get killed. In any way, shape, or form, he did not pose any threat. The killing has sparked nearly a month of protests from people demanding the public release of the body camera footage. Despite playing portions of the video Tuesday, prosecutors say the footage will need to go through the courts before it's released to the public. You're listening to the Serious Tyler, the J. Rowell Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Uh, authorities released video uh, of the shooting and killing of Andrew Brown. Uh, and as you heard, the DA has decided not to press charges against the officers that were involved in the killing of another black man. And when you watch the video, it's hard for anyone to make the case that this man, Mr. Brown, was trying to run officers over uh, with his car. Because according to the DA, if you heard the whole press conference, his whole thing was that the car was used as a deadly weapon. And I'm going to talk about some of the things that he said during that press conference that has really pissed me the hell off. Just to goes to show you how white supremacy still ranks in this damn country. Once again, another situation. Black man killed with an encounter with police. Once again, unarmed, I may add, in both cases. Let's start the conversation right there. Mr. Elias, I'm not sure if you saw the video of this one, but they released it after they only allowed Brown's family to see, I think, uh, uh, I think they, it was three. Uh, earlier, they had the ability to look at a few minutes of it. Now they've released a more detailed but edited video uh, showing uh, Mr. Brown's encounter with police. You know, man, did you watch the press conference that the uh, district attorney gave? Yeah, while I, releasing I saw this? something with Jay. I saw well, okay, give, me your, okay, like, give me your thoughts on it, because I know how I feel about it. Give me your thoughts on what he said. Sort of thing he said. A, you know, he's, he's an angry white. He's an angry white man, you know, to me. I didn't get that, but okay. But, All right. Yeah, you can tell. Well, I, and the way he came out, he, it was arrogance. He was angry. I mean, I thought to myself, how do you shoot somebody in the back of the head, and and they and and you said they were coming at you? I, I I didn't understand any of that. It was dumb. It was dumb the way he the way he handled the press conference to me. I I, I really didn't appreciate it. Well, I don't know if it was dumb. It was it was, to me what it was, Vanessa. Just typical white folks thinking that the law has the ability to do what the hell they want to do. You know, you know, you know. It reminds me. It reminds me of a scene in Training Day, 
when uh, the young officer questioned Alonzo about something that he was doing that was illegal. And what was his line? He said, man, we the police. I can do whatever the hell I want. I'm the police. And it's that mentality of they can take you back. You know, you hear about the stories, oh, they got you in a room with a light hanging over your head, they beat you with phone books, you know, because they won't leave any marks. But, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that was to me, that's, that's the, that was really, that's the persona that that guy gave to me when I watched it. It's like, hey, we the police. You shouldn't have ran. And he said something, Vanessa, that really, when I tell you that I damn near broke my television set, and I remember that he didn't buy it, and I, I'm going to have to replace it. That's the only reason why I didn't tear it up. He said, one of the, one of the reporters in the room asked him a question. They said, uh, we're looking at this video, and I'm paraphrasing here, and we don't see him driving towards officers. You're saying that the car was used as a deadly weapon. And the guy said, well, it doesn't matter if the car was going fast, slow, sideways, or even if it wasn't moving at all. Then he went on to say, "Well, did you see the fi- did you see those tire prints uh, on the ground? Had that car been on concrete, it would have hit that officer. Uh, but it wasn't. So what are you talking about? That's like me saying, well, you know, I drowned in the river, but hey, if I was standing on a damn boat, I wouldn't have drowned. Duh. I mean, it, the, the comment was so arrogant." It just kind of showed you his state of mind. I was livid, Vanessa, when I heard that. If the car was on concrete, it would have hit the officer. Well, damn it, it wasn't on concrete. So what are we doing? What else now? The floor is yours. People getting hurt here. I'm trying to keep up with the one you're – Jay, I'm trying to keep up with the one you're talking about. The last video I saw of an incident, because it's just so many – was a guy who was saying, I'm scared, don't hurt me. And they that was the last segment. Yeah, that was the okay, last segment. See, to... see how it kind of all runs together? Yeah, see? It's so you many of them. Huh? Is this a different one? Is this a different It's person? a different one, Vanessa. They released Damn, a video of Andrew Brown. Don't worry about it. So you didn't miss nothing. So, so, so the officer, let me, let me describe it to you real quick. So the officers pulled up and told him to show his hands. He backed up and took off. Right, backed up to try to miss from hitting because if he wanted to run through, he could have just ran straight and ran them all over. He backed up and turned left to get away, and as he drove away, they shot him. Now, I know sometimes people say, well, you know, why can't a police shoot to disarm somebody? And I remember, you know, we had, you know, Officer Watson on, and she was talking about how hard, and I agree with her. You know, when you're trying to shoot somebody in the arm, you know, you may miss and hit somebody else. Okay, I get that. But a car that's driving away, you're trying to tell me you can't shoot towards the tires and try to disarm the vehicle? Stop it. Stop it. You're trying to tell me you can't do that? You're shooting to kill this man. He didn't yeah, shoot it. He, you know, this, this, Vanessa, this happened. This just, yeah, this just happened. They just released a video. That's what I'm saying. All this stuff has happened, Jerome. <laughs> Since the damn death, I mean, not the death, but since the conviction of Derek Chauvin, it's like it's getting worse. Yeah. I Now, I saw this, and and you said you didn't see him. You didn't see when Elias said he was an angry white man. He was. And, and I don't know well, why. No, 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 no I'm not saying why. that. No, no, Joel, let, 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 Joel let, let me clarify what I was saying there. Oh. I, 
I didn't mean it. I didn't see it. What, what to me, what I saw more than him just being an angry white man, because to me that's a given. What I saw was an arrogant DA with this mentality that the police is the police. Don't question what we do. If we whoop your ass, we whoop your ass because you deserved it. That's what I yeah, saw. But, and, but he was hostile. Yeah. Like yeah, of course. Of the time when they do that, they do it with a you know a degree of. I'm trying to work with you. I'm trying to be present. Like, they, right. this dude was flat out like, what's your problem? That's what we do. Okay, I exactly. looked it up, and it said this. Here's what this means. Like, his, like he was out of his mind, like, arrogant and crazy. Exactly. But my, to my point earlier is that the reporters did not press him. He wasn't labeled in the papers as the angry DA is showing like they didn't they didn't they didn't they didn't give the impression that this dude was unhinged they gave the impression that oh he made the decision they said why didn't you recuse yourself you knew you were close to the officers do you think you can be impartial because you work with them every day how come you didn't give this up to the state how come you didn't do an official review like he was like because i didn't think it was necessary I didn't recuse myself because the people. Let me ask you a question. Did you you see the whole thing? Because I know the first uh, reporter was coming after him, and he he just, you know, I'm done talking. I mean, he was just very, okay, well, you're starting to ask probing questions. The hell with you. We're moving on to somebody else. Right. Okay, you saw the whole thing. Okay, okay. okay. All right. So that's my point, right? So the other reporters didn't follow up on it because Mm. you noticed that the people who had to ask the hard questions were not white. Right. Even, but some of them did ask some questions that he didn't want to answer. But he was not hostile to him. It looked like a Trump um, press conference. Mm. Anytime there was a woman or a minority, that dude was losing his mind. Mm. And and then when he went to somebody else, he you know, and then they would change the subject. You know, now you know, do you think the officers are back at work? And he was, well, I don't know anything about that. Well, you knew a whole lot more about them before. Well, you know, as you were talking, but when it came to them personally and what they're doing and how, oh, no, no, I don't know anything about that. That's the police department. Mm. He was there yep. purely to run interference. And, again, that's why, that's why I'm saying that a part of the systemic issue of why we are having problems like this, and I shouldn't say we are having problems, why, right. there's, um, why we are saying that the police department needs to re- be revamped that we're not talking about being political, politically correct. We're talking about the humanity of the people who are actually standing up in front of you. We need to call mm-hmm. that stuff out. That dude, didn't, he had a pure disregard for that man's life. Yep. They made every excuse that they could. You know, like, you know, oh, he, he, must, he, he had drugs or, or whatever. Like, whatever they can make to defame him, that plays in white people's head to say, oh, well, he must have been justified. He had drugs, or it was a drug arrest. Mm-hmm. It don't matter what kind yep. of arrest it was. They came in their military style to kill that man. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we need to deal with that and start calling that what it is instead of providing cover. That man is going to be on Fox. He's going to probably want, you know, they're probably going to try to get him to run for office. Like, that's what they do. You know what I mean? Like, we, we're watching yep. this in real time. You know, just like, I don't mean to change subjects, but just like the guy who, who um, 
who who got a fourteen uh, year old pregnant or something and when he was mm. eighteen, and he said it was a Romeo and Juliet yeah. story. The woman, that girl, committed suicide, <laughs> and that dude is running for office right now. For I think he ran for governor. It's like, are you crazy? This is the land that we live in, right? And mm. so there needs to be a wreck. People need to reconcile this. I mean, just really need to say, hey, do we want all of this foulness in our society? Do we need to start weeding their asses out? And mm. even though they're exposing this, they're still taking that dude as a legitimate, like, candidate. And they should mm. rake him over the coals anytime he does an interview. Yeah, right? I don't want to hear about your policies to do anything. That girl committed suicide, and you should have been in jail. And you're yeah. blowing it off, Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, that's, anyway, that, that's, yeah. that's crazy. Yep. Just so much stuff. It's like, my God, you, you try to, it's just so much stuff. It's out there. It's just, just how can you talk about it all unless you run a 24-hour news cable network, 347-850-1272. So, uh, Jackie, we haven't heard from you in a while. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video, but... You know, once again, this is a situation where they, they, they – once again, when the guy said – just to kind of piggyback on what Jerome just said, when the, D, when the DA said, well, I don't care if the car was going fast, slow, sideways, last time I checked, a car can't go sideways, or if it wasn't said, moving at all. Even if the car is running, too. He also said that. Yeah, if the, the car is not running. even moving, yeah, that it's a deadly weapon, what the – what you know, what the hell are you talking about? How the hell can it be used as a deadly weapon, as a projectile, with the damn thing, according to what you just said, if it wasn't moving, it was still considered a weapon. So in other words, the way I translate that, Jackie, it didn't matter. Once your black ass got in that car, it was on and popping. You could have fell asleep at the wheel. We was going to still beat your ass, and guess what? And I wouldn't have pressed charges had they done that. Because you should have did what you're supposed to do. You should have came out with your hands up. But since you didn't, you're going to get all that we're going to give you. And guess what? I'm going to find all the laws in the world to justify my decision. What do you say, Jack? I'll give you the last word on this because we got to keep it moving. Yeah, first of all, I didn't see the video to this because so many, you almost just can't even keep up with it anymore. But, yeah, it's just... I, I have no words. It's it's just totally insane. I mean, I yeah. just it's just like you said. Ever since uh, Chauvin got erased, it's it's like they they on a all in our war. You think you think with that 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 would put them on notice. You you, you think that would put them on notice? But nope. It's just fueling their fire. It's like it's yeah. like the world and the America then lost its mind. That's what I say to that. Exactly. They have lost their mind. I mean, just just as corrupt as it's because it, I'm telling you, and it's just it's it's biblical, Jay. When when you release something into the air, it just it's like the spirit. Just it's 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 like a spirit. That's just over the land. When you be opening certain doors, the spirit is just running rapid. 
and and what we already said before, drunk with power. It's like uh, it's this power. It's it. They drunk on it. Yeah. And it ain't nothing I'm else gonna... to do but to we to do what we can in our power with God's power. Let me say that to to, to flush this stuff back out. Yeah. You, you, you're right. Uh, I I'm mean, we got to take hold of our power, what we have. We have a, We keep talking about their power, but we have a power that we need yep. to tap into just the same and use yep. to get this stuff out. I agree, Jackie. I agree. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. I'm going to apologize to one of our listeners because during the week they sent me a message, and I wanted to read that message on the air. But because of all the technical difficulties that we're having, just to keep the show afloat, I'm not going to be able to jump over there and get it. I apologize. If I find it, uh, you know, before the end of the show, maybe I'll try to read it during uh, State Your Case. But man, it was some profound words, and uh, I wanted to share that information with uh, our listening audience. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven. Like I said, abbreviated show because of the fact that uh, we have some technical difficulties, so we got to keep it moving. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. Online radio at its best.
say if you will or you won't, will you stand? Be stopped. We got the spirit. We're hot. We can't be stopped. We're going to beat them and bust them. Beat them. Bust Smallest them. moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. All those boys are much too much. Those boys. Online radio at its best. On a beautiful Sunday morning. As you can tell, we are fired up and we are ready to go. Let me say good morning to the crew. Let's say good morning to my big sis, Vanessa Maybell. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? Good morning. I love you guys. Good morning. Mm, don't love me more than I love you. That's just the way that I is. I heard you, Les. That wasn't Les, that was me. Thank you. All right, uh, what's going wow. on, Jackie? Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. So glad to be with you all today. And we are glad that you're here with us today. Morning, Smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Esprit is in the house. What's up, Jerome? Not much, man. How you doing? Hey, man, just uh, feeling black and proud. You know, say it loud. I'm black and I'm proud. That's what JB said. The man who gets the first and last word you want to leave Mr. Elias is in the house. Good morning, Mr. Elias. Good morning, good morning, good morning to you. Good morning, Nessa, even though you're accusing me. Good morning, Jackie. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Mariana Music. Good morning, Momo B. Good morning, my brother Hawker. Good morning, my brother Jerome. And Mariana Music, just for you, darling. That first one, that first song was Let's Get Naked, and that was by Maggoty Haddam. And the next one was Boney James, Either Way, featuring Stokely from Mint Condition. Man, I love that song there, boy. That's a smooth mm-hmm. jam right that there, boy. That's smooth, a smooth brother. Boy. He is cool. I love him. I love mm-hmm. him. All right, and speaking of which, Hawk is uh, not here this morning, as you can tell. His son is, uh, you know, on that traveling team, AAU Basketball. We hope that little Hawk is doing his thing. Hopefully he is hooping better than his pops did, but, you know, I've digressed. <laughs> uh, Mr. Elias, can we say hello to some folks in the chat room? <laughs> Whoa. 
Bobby, <laughs> brother. We got bro, we got brother Kavita man in there, of course Rich Sisters in there. Uh and I'm trying to get there. Wow, my real slow. Anyway, that's Well just hello to everybody there, that's there. And Good Perfect morning everybody. And yard yard jockeys in there. What's up, y'all, Jockey? Mm-hmm. Good morning, everybody. I want to say what's up to a lot of people. I can't, because of what we've been dealing with this morning, uh, I've been, I have not been able to get out and uh, check the site. So we, my apologies, but I know a lot of you guys are listening. Uh, the pastor, I'm definitely going to come and get your comments, sir, because, you know, obviously the, the segment is named after you. So what would the segment be without your comments? And, of course, I know Marianne Music probably is out there somewhere as well. So I'll try to get out there uh, during this next, next segment, but I have to tell you, it's, it's been a rough morning. Y'all just don't know what we've been dealing with behind the scenes. 347-850-1272. Without, and without any further ado, let's keep it moving because we are behind. Let me be clear. There was no insurrection, and to call it an insurrection, in my opinion, is a bold-faced lie. Watching the TV footage of those who entered the Capitol and walked through Statuary <laughs> Hall showed people in an orderly fashion staying between the stanchions and ropes taking videos and pictures. You know, if you didn't know the TV footage was a video from January the 6th, you would actually think it was a normal tourist visit. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. How do you... The House of Representatives approved the bill Wednesday to create a bipartisan commission to investigate the January 6th insurrection at the U.S. Capitol. 35 Republicans joined Democrats in favor of the bill. Indiana Congressman, Congressperson, or member Greg Pence, the brother of former Vice President Mike Pence, voted against the bill, <laughs> even though Pence had to be evacuated on January 6th, as the mob of insurrectionists called for him to be hung. The measure's fate now lies in the hands of the Senate, where Minority Leader Mitch McConnell has vowed to oppose it. Oh boy! And House Minority Kevin, uh, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy also opposed the bill. Uh, what, what do you say? I mean, can we skip this? Can we just get to the next one? These people are stupid. This guy. Now wait a minute. Now the guy who just made that comment about if you looked at the video and it looked like it was a normal day. If you go back and look at some of the famous footage from that day, because there are some iconic photos. One of them are a group of men who's pushing furniture up against the door to yeah. keep the insurrectionists from coming into the chamber. But guess what? He was one of the guys holding the door, holding the furniture. Then he comes yeah. back and says, well, if you look at the video, it looks like some people that was just, you know, out taking a stroll, you know, visiting the Capitol. I just said, if you look at your lying ass, you was the one putting, then if it was that, why is your lying ass pushing furniture against the door, you lying bastard? That's what I'm trying to tell you. He was one of the guys on the furniture. Yeah, I, I saw that. I was like, why, why would you do that if it was a normal day? Why would you do something like that if it was a normal day? Lying back. You have to oh, laugh at these people, man. I, I mean, this stuff is comical. I mean, you can Dude, let me tell you something. Let, let me tell you. Now, tomorrow, now, I should probably shouldn't say this live because I don't know who's listening. But tomorrow morning, I have an appointment. It's gonna. It's going to. Uh, depending on how I act when I walk in there, it's going to determine. You know, if there's going to be any monetary uh, 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 compensation for me per se, and it would be beneficial if I went in there in a certain mind space. But let me tell you something. It's hard for you to be. I mean, for me at least, I can't sit with a straight face 
if I stole something and you saw me steal it, I can't sit there with a straight face. I didn't steal that. I just watched you do it. I don't know what you were looking at. I didn't do it. You have to be a special type of person to have the ability to say this stuff with a straight face. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Mm-mm. That was me. Straight, oh, mm-hmm. let, 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 let me play it one more again, just in case. Let me just play a little bit of it one more again. Let, let, listen, to this. listen to this. Let me be clear. There was no insurrection, and to call it an insurrection, in my opinion, is a bold-faced lie. Watching the TV footage of those who entered the Capitol and walked through Statuary Hall showed people in an orderly fashion staying between the stanchions and ropes taking videos and pictures. You know, if you didn't know the TV footage was a video from January the 6th, you would actually think it was a normal tourist visit. <laughs> Vanessa, you know, I don't think any of us need to comment on this because we're behind. Well, I'm just going to let you comment on this, and whatever you say represents all of us. Well, what, what say you, Vanessa? This is crazy. No! <laughs> no! I'm going to come somebody else. No! All right, all right, all right, all right. So, all right, all right. Who wants it? Somebody take it so we I can move you. on. Because it, it, it don't even require us to respond to. Go ahead, Jerome. Take it so we can. You, you speak you know for what? the team. Go ahead, brother. So, no, 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 because I'm going to give a different spin on this, right? So I just want to say really quickly is that, you know, here's why we shouldn't take this food seriously, right? I'm not saying laugh at them. But we need to know that there's something in them that's making them react that way, right? So when we talk about white supremacy and racism and, and, and systemic oppression and everybody wants to be up in arms, that's what we're talking about. Because that dude knowingly is sitting there lying like nothing happened because it benefits him personally and it benefits their agenda. White folks will lie about anything that benefits their agenda and it has historical reference to us to watch this stuff over and over again. So we're talking about the DA, we're talking about Congress, we're talking about the Senate, we're talking about judges, we are talking about everything across the board, and that is just another log on the fire of of the lies that people say to justify themselves being idiots across the board. Own it, own it, and just leave us out of your owning that. It is not for us to even comment on, I don't care. They are making fools out of themselves, and it's up to them to adjust to deal with fools. Hmm. There you go. He spoke it. Nothing else needs to be said. We'll be right back after this. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Vitas Healthcare. Reduce the likelihood of hospital readmissions and emergency department visits when Vitas brings complex modalities to your hospice patients or residents. For more information, go to vitas.com slash advantage. The United Arab Emirates says it stands ready to facilitate peace efforts between Israel and the Palestinians. Egypt has been negotiating with both sides in an effort to strengthen a ceasefire that ended 11 days of deadly fighting between Israel and Hamas. The UAE normalized relations with Israel last year. It says it will now work to preserve the ceasefire, find new ways to reduce escalation, and achieve peace. Concert organizers are apologizing for technical problems that disrupted the virtual return of Britain's Glastonbury Festival. Vicki Barker reports from London. 
Coldplay and Haim were among the bands to waive their fees for the five-hour concert, which was an attempt to claw back some of the $7 million in losses Glastonbury suffered when COVID-19 forced the cancellation of last year's festival. But technical problems meant many people who paid about $30 for their ticket couldn't access the live stream for several hours. It was later made free, and ticket holders have been promised full access to the North American replay scheduled for Sunday or refunds, which means Glastonbury could now be facing new losses on top of the old ones. For NPR News, I'm Vicki Barker in London. One round is all that stands in the way of 50-year-old Phil Mickelson achieving the title of golf's oldest major champion. The final round of the PGA Championship kicks off today in South Carolina. Mickelson leads the tournament by one shot at seven under. I'm Amy Held in Washington. You're listening to NPR News. Texas state lawmakers capped hours of debate over how to teach kids about slavery and U.S. subjugation of people of color by advancing a controversial bill that prohibits critical theory in public and open enrollment charter schools. Welcome back. 347-850-1272 is the caller number. 347-850-1272 is the caller number. All right, listen. I wanted to make sure we got to the story. In the wee hours of Saturday morning, by the time state senators finished an hour-long debate voting on legislation on how race is discussed in Texas social study classes, House Bill 3979, also known as the Critical Race Theory Bill, the bill states that no public or charter school teacher can be required to discuss current events or controversial issues related to public policy or social affairs. And if teachers do broach those topics, the bill says they must teach both sides without giving any deference to any one perspective. So in other words, Republicans in Texas has passed a law or a bill that effectively bans public school teachers from talking about racism, white supremacy, and current events. Now, where I come from, you know, that's where you talk about those things. And I'm glad we were able to spend a few – I want to spend a few minutes on this one because I'm going to tell you something. This is what's going on, Vanessa, in this state. You talked about Governor Greg Abbott. This is the type of foolishness and shenanigans that they have going on. They're trying to whitewash us. They're trying to make sure that no one knows what's going on around here. And the bottom line is – events. And so now they're saying that you can't have a conversation about what's going on in this country from systemic racism, and if you do, you have to explain both sides. So, for example, if they took down a Confederate flag or took down a statue of a Confederate leader, then as a social studies teacher, if I bring that up, I have to talk about the hate, the racism, and everything that that it represents. But then I have to say, but then again, it's a national treasure, and that uh, the, the daughters of the Confederacy has a right to, I mean, this is Bull crap. What say you, Vanessa? <laughs> you know, I told you that Greg Abbott is doing a lot of stuff and people are not paying attention. And you said they are paying attention to it, but they're not. The ones, they're not paying attention to all of this because if they don't see it one time on the news where he's signing off on this stuff, you won't hear it and or know anything about it unless you, talk, you listen to AM radio and most of these people here don't listen to it they they don't so he's doing a lot of sneaky underhanded stuff going on in texas 
And if these people don't pay attention, I mean, because I'm going to wear his butt out when it's time for him to get reelected. But now he's bringing up the casinos, so he's trying to get that on his side. I mean, Governor Abbott looks like this disabled man in a wheelchair, but he is just, a, he just got devil's ears to me. I mean, he's just a demon. Hmm. He's dirty, low hand, low, low down, racist. He really is. But guys, I'm at church, and it's the pastor's anniversary, so I love y'all, but I've got to step out. So y'all have a good week. Love you, sweetie. All right, so, you know, here's the thing. I was, um, (laughs) you know, I was talking to Ma about moving to Texas. She was like, I ain't coming to Texas. Y'all crazy down there. But but, but what she's saying is true. I mean, you're going to pass a bill where you can't discuss what's going on? In the social studies class? I mean, the last time I checked, Jackie, that's kind of where you discuss those things, right? I, I mean, I'm just shocked that they're doing this. And if you do, once again, you have to make sure you represent, you know, like like, like Donald Trump said once, once upon a time, there were good people on both sides. Real quick, give me your thoughts on this. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'll be in right. America has lost its mind. And I'm I'm just going to pass it along. I'm going to save my comments for my final thoughts. I'm going to pass it along. Okay, those are coming up here in a few minutes. All right, Mr. Elias. Well, let's go to Jerome because we want to make sure we give you the last word. Jerome, man, um, you know, I mean, come on. I'm going to let Jerome be Jerome. Just do your thing. Talk to me. (laughs) Yes. Okay, well. You know, shout out to my old social studies teacher from junior high school. I want to say this. The reason that I am interested in know so much history is because probably 7th, 8th, and ninth grade, I had this one teacher, Mr. Miller, and I just saw him. Someone passed, went to, serv- went to her service, saw him, and I actually thanked him. He was probably one of the best teachers I've ever had, and this is junior high school. And the trick of history of social studies is that not that you're getting both sides, because everything that I know probably towards those studies that I, I know now, I did not even learn in school. It was just being interested in knowing what truth was that allows you to seek out truth, right? And so, you know, most of our textbooks are actually printed in Texas. So when Texas passed laws like that and they're regulating how people can put out history, you know that goes across the country. So... We as a country, not as a country, but as individual states, need to say, you know what, we're going to use um, some uh, textbooks from Rhode Island or whomever. We need to start to regulate a little bit more about um, how history is taught because it's pretty much brainwashing people one way or another. It's why we keep talking about why kids aren't educated and no one's um, curious about how you know, elections are run or know anything about, you know, our systems of government and the three branches. And everybody laughs at that and calling everybody stupid and stuff. But that is where it's taught. Social studies is where we had our government class. That's just another aspect of social studies. So we don't know any of this stuff because we're not teaching things correctly. And so when you see, like, Abbott or all these guys do, like, really racist policies by saying we need to show both sides, they are doing what people do on TV with Republicans. Republicans sit there and lie, and then Democrats will say something, and they'll say, well, we need to show both sides. And that's, that's not right. 
we need to change our approach for giving out good information. So even if you look at what's going on with Biden, for example, they're making stuff up on Biden just to hate him, but he is not Trump. Matter of fact, he's not, he's not Obama, right? Biden is doing some things that none of them are, have able, been able to pull off, but he's put his head down and he got work done, whether you like it or not, but he is not um, perpetuating the same thing that um, other, other folks have done so Fox News gets to make stuff up, right? That's what they call balance. So when we talk about um, showing both sides, what is the other side of a true-false answer? I need to show you the truth, and I need to show you the false side? Or do I need to make up something one side when I give you the truth on another? That's problematic in itself. How do you tell both sides of something that you know one is right and one is wrong? I don't know. Right? It's, remember, they, they wanted to put, in one of the history books, they had something about um, um, slaves were actually happy. Mm-hmm. You know, like yep. they got along as being, they actually put it that in It was that comic book, book, remember? We we talked about that on the show. Remember they, they, they had that comic book where they had the happy slave? Yeah, remember we talked about that a couple of years ago. I know, I sure did. I didn't see the comic book. I don't remember that one. But I know they had that. Yeah, in, we uh, had, yeah. Yeah, they drew comic books of, uh, yeah, we talked about that on the show, yeah. Mm-hmm. Happy slaves okay. and, yeah. and, yeah. Right. So so that's coming from the person who put you in slavery, say, hey, they didn't seem to be upset, and they were singing and dancing, <laughs> like kind of thing, right? Yeah. It's like saying that there's happy prisoners, <laughs> right? Like, they yeah. are, people are enslaved, and you're telling us that they were happy to be there, which mm. is justifying you for doing something. So, Crazy. again... Yeah, we need to re reevaluate this and address it differently. Crazy stuff. All right, Mr. LES, man, I'll give, give you 30 seconds, man, to, to respond, brother. Well, bottom line, Jay, is that, you know, they are doing everything to keep the t- to dumb down the students. Think about all the stuff they take out, social studies, they take out everything out of school. So now they're just dumbing down, they're dumbing, they're dumbing down America, man. And this has all been a plan since they – that's why they don't want to invest money in education. That's exactly why. Because if you keep people dumb and you keep them stupid, you can do whatever you want to them. Wow. They don't want to know how to stop. Wow. Online radio at its best. All right. And that being said, uh, we're going to go to straight to final thoughts. Boy, I tell you what, I didn't think we were going to be able to talk about all this this morning with the technical difficulties that we had, but we did it. We didn't give it all the justice that it needs, but we brought it to your attention, which that was the most important thing. You can go talk about it amongst yourselves, and uh, hopefully we've enlightened a lot of you with some of the conversations that we've had today. All right, so no chatter, well, no state your case, but I am going to read comments from our two favorite folks uh, doing my final thoughts. But final thoughts, four minutes left, Jackie. What are your final thoughts? Uh, I'm just going to say this, and I may have seemed like in times where it may have been a joke or whatever have you, I'm telling you, I this America that I'm in right now, I'm not recognizing. Now, America, I get you don't like me, but problem lies is when you stop respecting me. You're becoming an America that you're not respecting me. You're trying to take away 
my rights to vote. You, 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 you trying to take away my very breath of life at this point. I'm serious as a heart attack. Get your passports together. Because I'm oh. starting to see more and more. I don't think I want to spend my last few years in America. Wow. To I, I never American thought I would say that. Oh. But I'm serious. Get your passports together. You know, and that's all you I know, got Jackie. Well, thank you so much for being here. And just real quick here, real quick, I'll just follow up on that. I know a couple of uh, people that I work with, they moved. They said, we're going to live in Belize. We're not going to live in this country. So what you're saying, I mean, people may think it's funny, but it's for real. So I uh, appreciate yeah, the comments. When you All right, stop uh, respecting me, uh, this is not the America that I grew up in. No, I get but it. But please I don't. I'm going to see no matter where I'm at, but it gets to a point where you're not being respected. Yep. Yep, I'm I agree. Sorry. I agree. You gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. All right, we're ninety seconds out. Jerome, make me your final thoughts. Okay, now I'm gonna let you give final thoughts. Thoughts. Shout out to Kathleen and Marianne Music, and I'll see you guys next week. Okay, uh, Mr. Elias, my final thoughts. Get out and vote, folks. That's all I got to say. Get out and vote. All right, let me read a couple of comments. All right, Pastor Steve said, uh, peace and blessings. Family, this country has a deficiency in its moral balance. I was pulled over by a state trooper this past week. Uh, my worldly being got nervous because I realized, but then I realized I was a child of God, and I was covered by the blood, a messenger, a father, and I knew I was covered by the blood. Unfortunately, in today's climate, uh, especially for young African-American men, a traffic stop can be a death sentence. Mariana Music, thank you, Mr. Elias, for the music. Uh, I had a major surprise for you and Miss Vanessa last week. I had a four-hour layover in don't uh uh-uh. had a four-hour layover in Houston. I wanted to take you and Miss Vanessa to lunch, but I had no way of contacting you guys because there was no show. What? Jay, your number is in my old phone. I didn't realize it. Jay texted me your number, so this one not happen again. Oh, and then you put a smiley face. You know what? Done with you. All right, uh, Mr. Oh my. Oh wow. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Wow. 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 That's my girl, Mariana. Let's tell you. If it's Sunday. Oh man. If it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, what's happening? Time for the serious side of the J. Wow. Show. So uh, for Vanessa, for Jackie, for Jerome, for Hawk, for Miss Delias, I'm Jay Ross saying make it a wonderful work week. And remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side of the Jay Ross show. Coming up next on the Need to Know Basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit. I'm, I'm upset. Jesus. Five, four, three, two, the first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me what you want. Damn me. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Don't lose somebody's phone number. Yeah, should have, you know, you got to email me. Good grace. Hey, there will be no creative music bashing on this segment. You could have did that five minutes ago. Oh, damn, my bad. I forgot. Right, did y'all hear that? Oh, it's time for the need to know basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit. Uh, what's up, Jerome? This is when the band is going on this segment.
segment, there will be no Marietta music talk on here unless it's positive. Yeah, well, I guess what? Well, she was in New York and you, you missed it. See, oh, you see, you ain't thinking like that. See, you ain't thinking like that, Jerome. That's true. So, as a true player that I am, I will be posting my number all over social media. So, <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass it along to her. Be out there. I'm gonna say the bed. Uh, I, I don't know how old Marietta is, but the the bed, the new bed to the segment will be call me if you need someone to talk to you. Satisfaction guaranteed. Hey, I'm gonna say that. Hey, oh, I don't know what it's called. That's all I'm saying. It just got oh it just my God! No, he didn't. No, he did hey, not. This is really No, he didn't. This song has a good beat, Tay. Wow. Wow. And I had that song with the more once upon a time ago. Wow. Damn. Hey. Call me. <laughs> Need someone to talk to. Uh, oh my lord. Mm, okay. Sorry, Jerome. Wow. I like that song. No. Okay. All right. My bad. All right. Bring it up. Bring it up. Memories. All right. Uh, here we go. You know, since since we didn't do this, you know, I do have an unconfirmed Black History for the day. I know you do, and I'm now, waiting. Again, I don't know what month this is, but we do have one. All right. So in 1935. Three little kids in Beaumont, Texas, named Joey, Margaret, and Doug, made a pact that one of them, if one of them was caught taking an extra cookie out of the cookie jar, they would fake cry so they wouldn't get in trouble, right? So Joey went first. She didn't get caught. Margaret went second. Um, she did get caught. So she put on the show, right? And her father yeah. looked off the hook with a Doug was next. As soon as he walked into the kitchen, he saw his mother standing there and started crying. You know what that means? Like, yeah. he got caught before you, before you did wrong? <laughs> so yeah. that's when Carol Johnson made history by saying, stop all that noise, I'm going to give you something to cry about. <laughs> that was right. <laughs> Use that phrase. On a, on a side note, you never made it. Never made it. <laughs> but, you the oh first one. God. Gonna give you something to cry about. Yep. <laughs> you know, just wanted to say that. You know. Uh, oh, and by the way, I actually have another. One. I'll give you a two for today. So, Thank you. in 1977, Jackie Trotman from Dayton, Ohio, worked at right. worked as a server at this place called the Blue Major Bar and Grill. Now, there's no proof that she was in any relationship to Roger Trotman from the Zap Band, but anyway, she's still from Dayton, Ohio. Uh, as normal. Uh, the reg- a regular patron named Chick, that's what they called him, kept hitting on her, right? So he was funny, a little charming, but everybody knew he never left tips the servers. So after several o- hours of occupying her time, uh, Chick asked for the fourth time, so what's going on with you? That's when Jackie made history by replying, ain't nothing going on but the rent. On the side note, he didn't tip Somebody call me. 
Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> I knew we had it in the board, but still, but it was under, you know, when people used to call the J. Ryle show, we would play this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I knew it was in there somewhere. So there it is. I'm going to leave you with that. Fellas, y'all got it. Love you. I'll see everybody <laughs> next week. <laughs> you can't have me thinking about her all show. You better change that bad back. <laughs> you tell her to call me for the whole show. <laughs> all right. Now, our, our first story, comedian Paul Mooney passed away, age 79, yeah. mm-hmm. on Wednesday. Now, they said Mooney um, died after suffering a heart attack in his home in Oakland. Um, if you don't know his work on the Chappelle show, that Negro Domus character was hilarious. Oh, but... that was funny. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He also was in Spike Lee's Bamboozled. His real name is um, Paul um, Gladney. He grew up in Shreveport, Louisiana. I never knew he was from Shreveport. Um, but he moved to Oakland at age seven. His first big job was a writer for, you know, um, Richard Pryor. And he wrote all the yeah. jokes on Saturday Night Live. Now, in the what's in the seventies or eighties? Was that because Saturday Night Live started probably in seventy eight or nine, right? So right. it must have been in the eighties. At some point, Richard Pryor was supposed to go on Saturday Night Live, and they didn't have any black writers on Saturday Night Live. So Richard Pryor told them he would not say any words from any white writers for the whole show. Mm. All of his lines on that Richard on that side of that live, Paul Mooney wrote them. All of them. Really? Yep. Wow. Richard Pryor was not I didn't playing. know that. Yep. Mm. He wrote not not even the just the jokes, the dialogue, Richard said he's not saying one word that comes from a white writer. Mm. Wow. Now, in in retrospect seeing that we all these shows are fighting to have diversity. Apparently, in the 80s, they weren't listening to Richard. But he, he held out. You know, if they wanted him on there, they was going to do that. Now, mm. now, Paul also worked on one of my all-time favorite shows, because this is kind of one of the blackest shows you ever want to see in your life, Was or this movie. It's called Which Way Is Up. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> Richard Pryor. I do. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one of Jay's favorite movies, man. Is it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man. Jay can, Jay can recite that movie front with the background. Tell Jay, Jay, if you listen, somebody stole my chicken. <laughs> like that. Just fuck with that. <laughs> hey. Uh-huh. Yeah, somebody stole my piece of chicken. Mm. Yeah. 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 You know what it was? He said he hoped they ch- he said they hope they choke off the ball. I hope they choke on the gay D ball. Exactly. I hope I children don't grow up like him. I heard what you said. I heard what you said. You the whistle. You got to fuck get some. I'm knocking the bottom of my mind every night. Ain't a mama. So I'm gone. I'm gone. Thank you very much. I'll be here all week. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. That wasn't the one where he said loose lips sink ships. No, no. That was that was uh, what the hell? What did you say? Remember when he was What's a reverend? Okay, so if yeah. you don't if 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 you don't know which way's up, before Eddie Murphy played in Nutty Professor or or all the characters coming from America, Richard Pryor played like seven characters in that movie. Greatest and comedy they movie. Me, greatest comedy movie to me, the greatest one ever made. The greatest one ever made. Up. Remember this line is? Now sit down before I put this glove on your ass. <laughs> <laughs> greatest one of all time, Jerome. 
Yeah, yes, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't, when Elias told me that you it was your favorite movie, I didn't know yeah, you had it on the board. Sorry. Yeah, my bad. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so I'm going to say to you, I'm going to give it back. I'm going to give it back to you. So Wait, I'm gonna we, say, would, Mr. we would say the nature of the show to be a Friday night show if we keep playing the great stuff. We cannot do that. I'm sorry. All right, Mr. Goodnight. Yes, goodnight. Yes, goodnight. I'm gone. Yes, sir. So, so Paul Moody was in that, Bustin' Loose, um, Hollywood Shuffle, you know, of course, with uh, Robert Townsend. Robert Townsend, yeah. Yep. So, and of course, he was in, I didn't know he was the head writer of In Living Color. Was he? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that either. Yep, Paul Moody was. But I did know this. Did you know he was the inspiration for Homie the Clown? No. Yeah, Damon Wayans was my Paul Mooney. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that, that, wow. That dry sense of humor? Homie, don't play that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was Paul Moody. Um, wow. That was um, Damon Wayans as Paul Moody as a mad clown, clown comic. <laughs> Also, you know, he was on Chappelle's show, did that skit, Ask a Black Dude, and uh, yeah. Mooney, these kind of stuff. So, uh, <laughs> funny funny stuff. But anyway, yeah, so Paul Mooney passed away at 79, the old school. Nice. Yep, sir. All right, so, um, you know, spring is started earlier, and it's getting more intense as pollen and rising temperatures increase the amount of air pollution, or pollen. So experts are saying that allergies in the United States are getting worse every year due to pollen, mm-hmm. with 8% of American adults suffering from hay fever as a result of pollen allergies. And I am one of those adults. I've, I've had hay fever since I can remember. Not as bad, but wow. um, it's going to be bad this year. Mm-hmm. All right. So Death Valley is not the hot.
uh, blog, you know, have podcasts, and, you know, and even in this pandemic era, you know, when you rely on technology, the good, the bad, the ugly, you have with technology. So, uh, unfortunately, this morning, we were really uh, up against it trying to get this show on and try to get this show produced for you because we think it's important for you to get the message. It's amazing the impact that not only does the serious side, but even this show, a lot of people like this show because they feel it's comedy relief after such a intensive show, you know, talking about serious issues. Every week we're talking about police brutality. We're talking about things that affect people of color. And so it's important for folks to be able to come here and get that relief and see that there's another side to us. We, we, we're very serious about things, but at the same time, folks, we, we want to laugh and have a good time as well. So that being said, I hear music. Mr. Elias, man, do we have the man of the hour back in the house? Yes, we do, my brother. Yes, we do. All right. There it is. I'm done. He has it. All righty. Now, I'm trying to remember what I left off on my, on my story when I, got, when I dropped out. Was it was it the high temperature of Death Valley going up? Yes, yeah, you said you were haze fever, and then it just like blinked and went down. Like, oh, what happened? Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So Death Valley is not the hottest place on Earth anymore. It's the Iranian Lux Desert. It's warmer. Really? Surface temperatures one hundred and seventy-seven point four degrees. Ooh, that's, wow, that's. I'm ready wild. to go to. <laughs> wow! I didn't like Vegas because it was too hot, but I'm saying 177. I'm going to Vegas. Yeah, that's what be cool there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll, a popsicle will help you out in Vegas. I don't think a popsicle will do jack for you in that piece. 177. Oh my lord! Wow. Uh, yep. That's according to new research from the University of California, Irvine. So Man. yes. Now, now, you know, this past week, in the last two weeks, you know, they said that um, that more than half of those getting new um, COVID shots were people of color. Really? They said at least 2% of adults had, had their first do- dose, but more than half of those who've gotten shots in the last two weeks are people of color. Hmm. I find that to be pretty interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, so they said 15 states, Delaware, Georgia, Minnesota... All of them has reported um, zero COVID deaths, Alabama, Hawaii, a bunch of them have. Hmm. They're saying the national average falls below um, 600 a day, and the U.S. cases and deaths are now at their lowest level since spring of 2020. Hmm. Yeah, but in addition to that, I just want to, you know, a friend of mine, um, daughter, got COVID probably a couple weeks ago, and she's fine. But the trick in life is that it is summer. I mean, it's hot out, so the virus does not survive. It's fragile. It doesn't survive outside very long, for one. And mm-hmm. two, that you have the southern states who are not reporting. They're not even testing. Mm-hmm. Like you, you have to want to get tested. They're not testing people anymore. So mm-hmm. of course those are dropping. Um, so don't let them fool you. Mm-hmm. Be careful. Be careful mm-hmm. out there. That's the shit. All right. Yeah, so the U.S. Census Bureau data is showing that eating and drinking sales has reached $65 billion in April. That's just $1.3 billion shy of the $66.2 billion in February. That's before mm-hmm. February 2020, before COVID. So they're saying that the 
food industry has rebounded like crazy. Even though a lot of people probably have gone out of business, that people are now, sales are going up across the board. Hmm. And, wow. You know, I don't know why that's surprising because once people can go outside, of course they're going to go out and eat. Yeah. Would you go outside? For me? No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you meet people, you interact. Um, and I kind of said this for years when people kept saying things like, you know, the internet is going to run people out of business and, um, you know, retail brick and mortar stores are going out of business. That's never going to be true because you look at, um, you know, a, a friend of mine was saying that his um, wife and her friends get together to go shopping. So if they're getting together to go shopping, they're going to eat, they're having lunch, they're sh- like people are not going to do that on the internet. But they're gonna get together, sit in somebody's house, and sit near a computer. <laughs> computer shop. <laughs> Our humanity says that we need to interact. So don't believe and don't invest all your money in the internet. That is never going to be the truth. That's never going to happen. And with COVID, it made people isolated so much that people are running out, and they're going to interact more. So if mm-hmm. you have a business that you're doing hand to hand, you're selling oils and incense on the corner. Go make that hot, because you know people are going to be out. <laughs> I, so. I have, I, people like to see their money. Like They're going to touch, taste, and feel uh, again, so you can't use your debit card um, every time you see somebody. Although, I don't um, I don't disagree with the cash app stuff. I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> you can do it. All right. Now, Microsoft is retiring Windows or Internet Explorer. Um, they're retiring it for good um, next summer. Um, hmm. So they said after 25 years of service, Microsoft started fresh with that new Edge browser uh, in 2015, mm-hmm. and it coincided with Windows 10. So support for the final version of the Internet Explorer 11 um, has been maintained, although most people have already moved elsewhere. But by ending support, this means that important security updates and bug fixes fixes will no longer be rolled out. The web browser will officially be retired June 15, 2022. Mm. Yep. And um, I don't want to say what my attachment is to this, but I'm not I'm not ready for that day because I still use Internet. I like Internet Explorer. It actually, mm-hmm. actually works better on some, some pages, but the security is not high. You just mm. can't. I wouldn't do no banking on the Internet Explorer. <laughs> That's all I want to say about it. <laughs> But it, it actually works. Now, now I'm trying to think what um, I'm trying to think when that came out. But anyway, Internet Explorer has been out since Windows 95, I think it was. Wow! So remember these um, other ones? There was another one that was ahead of in, um, Internet Explorer called. Um, Oh, I can't even think of the other browser. That's how long they've been gone. <laughs> but it was a big, it was a big browser. I can't even think of it. It'll probably hit me later. Um, Maryland governor Crawler. grants. Um, what, what is it? What was it called? I don't know. JK. It was called Web Crawler, right? Okay. What you talking about? It's called Web Crawler. But it was called. No, no, no. The internet browser. Remember, there was Internet Explorer, and there was one other one. Was, there was two browsers when it first came out in Internet Explorer, but everybody, you don't remember it? No, I thought it was, the one I used to use called Web, web Crawler. That's the one I used. 
So I have oh, no yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah, I remember web There was Bing. There was Bing. That's a that's a. Yep, but those are search engines, like the actual browser that you use. Like people use Chrome now. They oh, use, I know um, what you're saying. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's right. What, what was it, it called? Was it, it called Netscape? Netscape. Thank you. I can't, there I you go. Kid, I remember it. Netscape was the big browser with Internet Explorer. Was that was their competition, and everybody used Netscape. Most people. So they've been they've been going a long time. So. Everybody runs to like um, what is it, Chrome and Firefox and stuff now. Although I use uh, a Tor browser, but that's a whole nother story. But uh, yeah, it was it was Netscape. Now Maryland's governor grants a posthumous pardon to 34 black men that were lynched by white mobs over the period of 100 years in their state. Their Republican governor. Um, Larry Hogan, he's trying to keep his job, has issued a blanket pardons for 34 victims of lynching, um, who were people who were hanged between 1834 and 1933. <laughs> wow. Now, can somebody tell me why Obama could not have done that? That's, that's all I'm asking. Mm-hmm. I kept while he was president that he should have made some corrective measures as president, and he didn't because, again, he was trying to play it safe. And stay in between of, you know, Fox News would have would have blew that out. But I'm sure most of you guys have not heard what Maryland's governor has done. No, they probably, you know, they're just going to say it and sweep it up under the rug. Mm-hmm. But there have been who've been killed in this country by police that we act like it didn't happen, and we say stuff like we just need to move on. This is like January. <laughs> this is like January sixth, right? Yeah. Well, we need to move on. That was a long time ago. When, when I when I hear people say that at my job, I always say, "Well, so was nine eleven, but you keep celebrating that, don't you?" Shoot, so so was um, what was it? World War Two. Like, yeah. What Memorial Day is from? What war? I think World War Two, maybe one or mm-hmm. two. Mm-hmm. Memorial Day, so we still celebrate that. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us something about something being old in West Columbus. Never mind. We ain't gonna go to Columbus Day. Whatever right. you're saying. Right. Right. <laughs> want to observe what you want to observe, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Now, now the NFL is being slammed for their systemic racism from claims that it's harder for black pay- players with CTE to receive compensation as tests are based on race norming, which assumes that they have lower cognitive function than whites. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. Yes, yep. The test whether a player has experienced cognitive design uh, decline due to CTE, the NFL uses this um, heat and norms. It's a study that concludes that white people perform better than black people in cognitive tests. Oh, wow. Really? Again, across the board. This town, mm-hmm. In the words of um, Jack Nicholson and the, as the Joker in Batman, this town needs an enema. It's like, yeah. Wow. Yeah, that system needs to be overhauled. But the NFL is also doing that. Now, a trio of 17-year-old underclassmen skipped college to sign a multi-million dollar two-year deals with the NBA's G League um, and the overtime elite circuit. And this guy becomes the, the youngest American pro player ever. So 17-year-old Scott Henderson, a high school junior from Marietta, um, 
um, and uh, Florida twin brothers, Matt and Ryan um, Brutley, um, are skipping their final high school seasons to play pro. Mm. Hey, they ain't care if they work at Burger King, so I say, mm-hmm. so be it. You know, yeah. make it hot. Because we like to criticize people, and it's like, nope, you can't criticize them. You, if they got, if they dropped out of school, you wouldn't pay no attention to them. So nope. don't worry about playing professional basketball. Mm-hmm. Lamelo Ball, dear, look at him. Yeah, exactly. Yep, and he he's in there. So let's make let it happen. Now, I, I should have did this story after I did the um, NFL story, but Charles Dow, Dowling's book, the descent, um, the descent of man. They're saying it was wrapped, it was warped by its racist and sexist views, according to experts who revealed the 150-year-old publication. It was published in February of 1871. The Scent of Man is one of the most influential works ever written on the theory of evolution and natural selection. Again, which says that they probably shouldn't be reading this book anymore. <laughs> and um, Princeton anthropologist, um, Augustin Fuentes said, like so many of the scientific um, tones of Darwin's book, the book offers racist and sexist views of humanity. And they said, today's students are taught Darwin was the father of evolutionary theory, and a genius is what Fuentes wrote. But they also should be taught that he was an English man with unfounded prejudices that were wrapped in his view, uh, I'm sorry, that warped his view of data and experience. So here's the bottom line of that. Well, um, he said that Darwin thought he was relying on data, objectivity, and scientific thinking when he described human evolutionary outcomes. But a lot of the books, like other scientific um, tones of that day, was problematic by modern standards. So if offered up a racist, sexist view of humanity, and it portrays that anyone but white European men are less than or a lower rank than other classes. Mm. So you are in school, if you're going to college, and you're reading Darwin's book, it is racist and crazy. Mm. You're, You're basing... Again, it's the basing the foundation of everything you know on something that's bull. So this is why I usually say this about Europeans generally, is that they're not inherently racist. The problem is, is that they're learning that from the racist people who wrote these books and created these norms. Mm-hmm. And so people have attitudes based upon what they believe because they believe that they're smart, but they're not taking into account the prejudices and racism of those people who wrote those books. Mm-hmm. Now... Oh, you know, I don't know if you saw this story. Now, Alabama overturned a 28-year ban on yoga in schools. Remember I did that story? Yeah. They feared that people doing yoga in schools would convert them to Hinduism. What? Now, I don't know what kind of cult-like state <laughs> Alabama is. I don't know a lot of people who, who was from Alabama who live in Alabama, but that is crazy. So mm. they lifted the ban but they said that chants and salutations like um, uh, namaste is still forbidden. You can't say that. You can't own in that piece because they said that they think that it's still uh, indoctrinating you into Hinduism. So you can't chant, but you can do yoga. 
This goes, I'm sorry. This kind of goes into that whole denial thing with white folks. Like, you're really that scared that people aren't going to love you. I think that's what the bottom line is. Whenever you have any kind of other, like, norm, any kind of other court culture, white folks feel like they're losing their mind. They want everybody to love Elvis and, um, and what's the, the Smothers Brothers. Like, they want to go back. And if you haven't watched Petticoat Junction, they get really suspicious of you. You know, like, there was wow. a problem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I had to go back for that one. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I've been YouTubing a lot of stuff lately, so don't don't worry about it. I never really, I never watched it, but I do remember it. All right, now, a woman confessed to the 1988 murder of her roommate, but she, gosh, I should have played, played black or white on this one. She will serve no jail time because they said that she already served um, 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 some time in prison for killing her ex-boyfriend. So Shelly Harmon, who's 50, pled guilty to the murder of her roommate, and um, she would not serve jail time under the plea deal. She already served, um, you know, more than 10 years for killing her ex-boyfriend. So, you know, if you kill them all at the same time, Mm -hmm. I guess that's the moral of that story. She'll wow. play black or white. She's white. You know that. I know. Now, the Vancouver police apologized for wrongly handcuffing a black judge. He's 81. He was out for a morning walk after they claimed that he matched the description of an assault sus- suspect half his age. Right? He's 81. Hmm. Um, he made history as the first black judge appointed to British Columbia's Supreme Court back in 1995, but he was detained by cops in the park because it's like, hey, we're looking for a suspect that's about 40. What are you, about 81? We're going to handcuff <laughs> you to make sure you're not him. That's pretty much how that story went. What? That part works, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. You can't win. There is no fairness in this for none of us. Now, in Rochester, New York, the mayor's home was raided by the New York State Troopers as part of an ongoing criminal investigation, and uh, her husband, 43, was taken into custody. So they said, you know, generally, that they're investigating something, and they just needed to get in their house, but they arrested their husband. This is the mayor (laughs) of Rochester. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I'm not going to go... Story, but I could have played black and white on this one too. Mm. <laughs> we know what she was, yeah. and he was, for them to come in there and do that. Now you would think that um, again, it's the mayor, so they would have gave a common courtesy and be like, "Look, we're gonna subpoena you. We need whatever." They just bum rushed their house, so he got arrested. Damn. Yep. I mean, again, remember remember when the um, the conversation kind of went like this. If more black people join the police force, the police force will change. Remember that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you run and get political office, then things will change. That woman had her house run through by New York State troopers. Mm-hmm. So imagine in Alabama where this would have went. <laughs> so speaking <laughs> of that, going back to Alabama and them being crazy. All right. Now, a judge uh, in New Jersey has ruled that friends with benefits it's the same rights guaranteed um, inside their partner's home as a boyfriend or girlfriend. Huh? And it, it, well, 
so they saying you, you cannot search somebody's house without a warrant, right? So okay. the judge Susan um, Whittington made the ruling on May 13th in the case that, okay, so a man was charged with, with dealing drugs and weapons charges, right? So he was arrested inside of this, his friend's house, which was, they described it as a friends with benefits. Like they weren't in a relationship, okay. but they were sleeping together, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I guess they said that, I don't know why this is important, but he had only slept with her once. I don't know why that was important or how many times he slept with her. But Patterson uh, police had a warrant for his arrest, but not a warrant to search his home. So in this case, the home is extended to his friend with benefits. So prosecutors had argued that because um, he was at the home of a friend with benefits, not his girlfriend, that he was not entitled to Fourth Amendment protections, which guards against um, searches of personal goods inside of a person's home without a warrant. But the court accepts that the defendant was more than a short-term guest at his friend's apartment and thus has standing to challenge the warrants, uh, warrantless search. So, okay, so if somebody has a warrant from you and you run into somebody's house randomly, they can search the house. Right? They can say, hey, you went in there, we think you dropped something, we searched it. But if it's a place, whether you're married to the person or that you're in a relationship, it's considered to be an extension of your home, so you can't search somebody's home without a warrant. Even if you, have, even if you can arrest them, they can come to your house and arrest them, but they can't search your house. And what they did is they searched the, that woman's house. Hmm. So, th- so they ruled that even if... You're not in a relationship because when they arrest him, they asked the girl, and she said no. He wasn't. He wasn't a boyfriend. So, I guess the police, being smart, smart asses, were like, oh, the, the prosecution said, well, they were just friends with benefits. They weren't in a relationship. So the judge ruled doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you call it, right? Yeah, they were in relationship. It wasn't like he randomly went into somebody's house. So when he went to stay with her, technically that became his de facto um, resident so you can't search it without a warrant hmm. you can get you can get a little bit of law on the program as well if you keep enough friends with benefits just remember it's still like your house now you can't move <laughs> in not what that benefit is but there's a, there's a benefit someplace else all right now Cornell University librarian demands that libraries are held accountable for their fraud history by being complicit in racism. So the librarian um, and outreach and engagement librarian librarian at Cornell's um, library said that libraries are predominantly white fields and Cornell is no exception in this regard. Of course, she's taken a lot of heat for this. But I again, I agree. So that she's coming out on the record saying that we only um, have work in this library that is that is perpetuating the same myth, right? Mm. So you're not going to find some things in their library that's going to give you a different perspective. You know, mm. Okay, so I, I have to say this since the pandemic. You, one of the good things that's coming out, um, you know, out of the whole Black Lives Matter, um, George Floyd uh, murder, all of these things, is that we're now starting to see, we're watching pushback from white supremacists and racist 
people. We're watching the pushback. But at least people know that there's such a bad disparity that they can't say that they don't know anymore. Right. Now, now that is no consolation prize to us. But I'm just saying, like, don't act like you don't know. Hmm. Because because we're watching this stuff play out right in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, um, um, luckily Kathleen's not on the board today, but because we did this story about somebody else, and I know Kathleen was not well with this one, but a black North Carolina high school student, 16, was made to cut her hair during a softball game. Mm-hmm. Tires claimed that her um, her beads stopped them from seeing her number. Mm-hmm. Like, when do they care about your number in baseball? Really? Right? It is, it is not like you're mixing, you know, like on football, at least if there's a pile-up or a flag or basketball, you follow somebody, they can't tell it's you. Baseball, everybody's at least six feet apart. There's right. only one person up at a time. Like, how come you can't see that person's number? But mm. anyway, it was, um, she, she's 16 from Durham, North Carolina. She, she said that the umpire told her coach during the second inning, second inning of a game that her hairstyle covered her number the number six on her jersey. What do you think? Wow. Eight, right? So the sophomore said that she had worn box sprays and clear beads which um, reached past her shoulder blades um, and on the um, she was on the on the end in a five she had five previous games without complaints. Right? She tucked mm. the beads into her sports bra but the umpire said that she had to take them out or she couldn't play. She was going to tuck her beads inside of her uniform, and they said, nope, nope, cut your braids. And when I explained I'm not understanding. What would be the difference? What's the difference? They're tucked inside, so now you can see her number. That's just ridiculous. I thought that was the goal, was to see her number. Right. But, so, she went on and explained how her team took the beads out out of her hair while some of them cut them out because they were too tight. So they had to cut her hair just to cut the beads out. Hmm. She could have just put it in, in one break. I don't, matter of fact, we need to stop making excuses for them. Yeah. That, my friend, those guys need to be fired. You're telling yeah. people to cut their hair. Right. There's no rule that said that, but they said, oh, we can't see her number. And they held to it. They were going to kick her out the game. Hmm. Now, wow. that couldn't have been me at 16, because I'd have, I'd have walked out. Yeah. Yeah, 16, I really didn't play like that, right? You you tell me that I can't do something and make me make that choice. It is not that I really want to be here that bad that I would do. I don't know. <sighs> anyway, okay. So the lawyer for that, that QAnon shaman guy, right. his client and mega writers are effing retarded and on the GD <laughs> spectrum. They were on the damn spectrum, is what he was saying. He said, but they're not bad people. After being to, he said, after being subject to four years of Hitler-like propaganda from Fox News, that that's why they are on, that's why they're effing retarded. So this guy, Jacob Chansley, who is 33, is among those awaiting potential prison sentences after being charged over the Capitol riot. Um, I'm sorry. The insurrection on June mm-hmm. 6th, his attorney Albert Watkins suggests that 
his mental state and Trump's so-called propaganda would play a role in this case. Watkins said some MAGA rioters or insurrectionists are effing retarded and damn and and on the damn spectrum um, is what he noted that his client who remains in jails on charges for civil disorder and five other counts has Asperger's uh, Asperger's syndrome. The attorney had previously tried to argue that Trump was to blame uh, for his actions um, because he dragged him into a web of lies. Well, what are you going to say about Mitch McConnell? Really? <laughs> really? Like, if you go, if, if that works, then those dudes need to be kicked out of Congress because they have Asperger's or whatever that's called. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing. But, mm-hmm. yeah, that's what they're claiming, that the guy was having some kind of, he was effing retarded. He thinks him saying that about his client is going to help him. He needs to take his effing retarded but retarded but to jail then. That's all I'm going to say about that. Now, Rudy Giuliani says that his trial by Tombit um, comment was clearly hyperbolic and wasn't calling for insurrection in response oh. to a law <laughs> accusing him and Trump of citing the, the insurrection. So Giuliani's lawyer said his call for trial by combat before the Capitol riot was not met literally as they try to get it dismissed. Mm-hmm. So wow. they are calling all the Fox News people effing idiots too. Like I, I'd like them to report on this on Fox is because they're telling them a lie and then they're calling them idiots for believing them. Mm. They're like, we know we're lying when we go to court, but we are just doing entertainment. And it's like, yeah, entertainment is killing people. Yeah. Wow. See, again, it's that crazy. has to be there. Yeah, there's a privilege in there because you know, as black folks, if we did like remotely told somebody, hey, I think I could rob a bank and somebody robbed the bank, they would arrest us for putting that suggestion in their head. Exactly. But they can go on TV and lie, 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 and then when they get in trouble, they be like, they knew I was lying. They like smoke you on Friday. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I got it. Let's stick together, man. Like, 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 <laughs> burn, burn. You do. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, now, a Marine major is the first active duty military officer charged in the insurrection after a video of him emerges of him hitting cops and helping a mob force their way into the Capitol. So the active duty officer, Christopher uh, Warninger, um, he's 40, was charged with assault after security cameras caught him scuffling with a police officer. Mm. Um, there you go. Now, I, I didn't know he was the first, at, he was the first active duty charge because, you know, the military can hold you in military prison for doing something like that. But he was active duty. Really? Which tells me, why, why was he off? Why was he even at the Capitol? Hmm. He was active. Did, 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 who, who was the military? Jay in here. Do, do you get the lead base in the ten rallies when you're on active duty? Really? I guess. Oh, yeah, that's true. You can get a couple of days off. I didn't even think about that. Maybe he had maybe he had the three days off, but he tried to hide back at his um at his base when he got back. All right, now Ohio State. Okay, now this is where I'm gonna get in trouble. Luckily, we don't have any ladies on the program right now. So Ohio State 
bands of therapists accused of offering free massages to initiate sex with football players. So the therapist, who was 41, offered Ohio State football players massages and had consensual sex with five of them, but did not, um, they didn't uncover any evidence of the crime. So again, it is consensual. So I don't see what a crime, I say there's no file on this play. I'm going to put okay. up the flag on this. This should not be a flag okay. on the play. Okay, so no. this female offered massages to five Ohio State football players. No, right, no, no. Three massages. Right? Three massages to five. Okay. Okay, I'm confused there. Right. So she's a massage therapist. She offered free massages. They took her up on it, and then she had sex with five players. Five at different times. I'm sure it wasn't that, but they said that she had sex with players. Okay. She offered massages. Okay, but this is consensual sex, and this is what she wanted. Right. Say it again. This is, this is consensual sex. This, this is what she wants. Yep, they were over age. They I don't understand the problem with that. I don't, that, that. If that's what she wanted, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not understanding the problem with that. I'm sorry. Okay, so that is my problem with the whole thing. That's why I said, I, I know we don't have any, any women on the program right now, but I'm saying I don't understand the problem. I don't. I, I. I'm not understanding it either. This. This shouldn't even be a story. This is a woman that wanted to have sex with men. You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I her. That's what she wanted. As long as it wasn't forced, or they raped her, or anything like that. It was. It was what she wanted. Nope. Hey, God bless her. That's what she wanted. God. Yeah. You know, have at it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so they. They ended up. They ended up firing. I see. I don't think they can fire her for that. But. Yeah. They said that she can't offer massages to the players anymore or something. I think Ohio State kind of banned her from working with the players or something. I mean, it's not a crime to have sex with anybody. Right. You're over the age and, you, and it was consensual. Mm. Again, people talk too much. I don't even know why that even got up to be a news story. But anyway, really? it was. <laughs> wow. <laughs> now, okay, also in the state of Ohio, there's a bad one. Um, you know, a teacher, age 33, is charged with raping a 12-year-old student during a two-week relationship. Now, Mandy Davis, a 33, worked for an Ohio middle school, and she um, had sex with a 12-year-old. Well, she's wow. um, accused of it. Again, I don't understand this. And again, I again, I think I'd get cursed out. But she's 33. She is two doggone, well, there's been 23-year-olds who've had sex with middle school students, but for some reason, this is a thing with um, with teachers in this country. Mm-hmm. Now, now, I don't want to, I don't want to say this. I, I told someone this story um, last week as I was talking about stories, and I'm like, uh, um, my my teachers wasn't that cute, but I still wouldn't have told. But <laughs> I don't understand how these stories are getting out. But anyway, that's still against the law and somebody needs to go to jail. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And and I can't I, and I can't remember the guy's name. I'll put it on the on the list. But the guy's name who um is running for governor who who slept with a fourteen year old and got her pregnant and she committed suicide and he's now saying that 
it was Romeo Juliet story. Yeah, I saw that one. I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why you can't. I don't know why you can't press charges on him now. Really? I, I don't. Is there? I don't know if there's a statute of limitation on rape in that state, but that is definitely rape. He was 18, and she was 14. Mm. So I don't. I don't know. Mm-mm. And again, this might be out of my my culture. My my realm of my culture because that's like the death penalty. You can't you can't be messing with young kids. Really? I mean, you're, you're not even supposed to look at them. Nah. And if you are, that there's something else wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Now, a Las Vegas biology teacher, 37, is charged. Okay, changed a student grade from F to A after she agreed to have sex with him, according to police. So he's the biology teacher. Uh, uh, Lawrence Artel III is 37 has been charged with an employee I don't know he's been charged with an employee engaging in sexual relations with a student over the age of 16 and preventing the person from testifying Hmm. I don't know what that means what he's going to fail her if she testifies but he can't he's going to change her grade from an F to an A if the he tried to blackmail a student. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this is our, our, our segment of the show where we start doing our honor of teachers, apparently. <laughs> like, really? Obviously. Damn. Yeah, that's not, um, that is not a, a, a good day in news for them. Now, um, an ex-gynecologist uh, who's 71 who performed unnecessary hysterectomies, um, he, he did it to pay for... Um, to buy cars and art and furniture. Oh, good lord! He sentenced to fifty-nine years in order to pay back eighteen or repay eighteen point five million to insurance companies. But get the insurance companies; he need to pay them people who he wronged. Really? Unnecessary. He performed unnecessary operations on women, mm. many of them just to swindle insurance companies. So wow. I'm saying, what is their repercussion for all really? of this? Right? They're, they're acting like the insurance companies were wrong. It's like, damn, the insurance companies, they should uh, perform a hysterectomy on him. Right. You know? But here, here, again, here's the world we live in that somehow that, um, you know, that's a, that seems to be, I don't know, that, that, that seems to be an appropriate sentence. That he pays back the insurance company. Yeah, because they, they, they need their money. Damn the, damn the women not having babies that want to have babies. Right. Wow. Yeah. God, that was senseless to me, man. Yeah, and you and you wonder why people don't trust the the um, the medical profession. Like, so when people are like, oh, people are stupid for being ha- uh, vaccine hesitant. They we sterilize people in this country. We give unnecessary hysterectomies. Like. People are doing some things to some folks that um, are not being reported in news. Yeah. Again, they're in the news because I'm picking up these news stories, but they're not reported on your local news or your news that's um, or national news. They're not making national news is the problem. Hmm. Yeah. And and that that is already that's already a problem. I don't know why I have so many Las Vegas stories, but <laughs> Las Vegas prostitute got two men to go into a hotel room with her 
and then stole their Rolex. And um, they sold two watches worth $87,000. Ooh. So, see, y'all. Now, I don't know if this is a, her prostitute name, but her name was Wendy Rose Jones. Mm. I'm going to say. Uh, she's 23. She, was, uh, she allegedly robbed the two men, and... Um, they said she possibly drugged them. I'm, I'm sure she drugged them to get $87,000 worth of watches from them. I think mm. they were drugged. I'm, I'm going to go with that. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, you know, I usually skip those stories when I see, like, stories like that. Because they just seem too sensational. But, um, yeah. Mm. Uh, another one. Now, I, I did I did the story. I remember rushing through the story the other when that last time I did this. But you know these two women, one was thirty nine, the other one was sixty one. They tried unsuccessfully to use a million dollar um, a million dollar bill at, at a Dollar General in Tennessee. I would say to the woman who stole those Rolexes, she was better off trying to spend a million dollar bill. If they're gonna catch you, <laughs> if you steal somebody's Rolex, really. No matter what, you are probably going to go to jail. Mm. So, you know, um, I, also, you know, Congress held a, um, they were holding a historic vote on slavery reparations bill. And mm. they, they want to increase, like, they, so there's a movement um, to, to create reparations. This is on Congress side. Uh, because some of the state and local levels have done some things to kind of uh, move towards reparations. So the House Judiciary Committee, led by um, uh, Gerald Nadler, um, they said they will consider a bill to study the issue of reparations. Um, So I haven't heard any outcomes in it, so it should have happened, but I haven't seen the story on it. I bet you they held it up. But they're actually moving through the committees a bill to actually study reparations, which I find to be interesting. Hmm. Now, okay, so in a, a um, in men's news, you know, they said that Viagra can help men live longer. <laughs> now, they said blue pill prolongs life and prevents heart attacks in males with coronary artery disease. According to a new study, researchers have tested Viagra on men with um, coronary artery disease, a condition that caused um, the heart's blood supply to be blocked and uh, build up a fatty substance, substances around arteries. So they're saying that if you're taking Viagra, and you know a man had to write this story. <laughs> really? Wow. Yeah, that had, that had to be some... You might want to check the facts of the story. I'm not going to do it. But I'm just saying that was what was being reported. Mm. All right. So, you know, I I do have um, in my last story of the day, you know, again, I would play black or white on this one. But a bank robber, 24, is arrested after he hailed a cab as his getaway car to pick him up and dropped him off back at home. Now, he was 24, lived in Florida, and mm. he robbed a bank. Uh, well, they said for allegedly robbing a bank, but apparently he robbed it and left. So authorities said that they were able to arrest him quickly because he used a taxi as his getaway car. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's white. 
Yeah, he, he had to be. He had to be. There is, there is no print. No, they've been tracking ta- taxis since like the early 70s, right? They track taxis, like where they're going and when they drop people up. This is not even internet. <laughs> you know, you got tracking devices on your phone. You think they don't can't track an Uber in a really? taxi now? Really? Yeah. He, I know he was young. He was 24, so he didn't uh, obviously did not um, didn't think through. Nah, you know. Yeah, Ellie, come on, man. <laughs> brother's been like hell. First and foremost, the brother ain't gonna get. The brother ain't gonna have no taxi because they ain't gonna stop for black asses. Secondly, secondly, a brother's gonna be more scheming than that doing something like that. Like, let me go. Let me take this taxi on to the crib. Oh, hell no. That's that now. Come on, man. Wow. Mm-mm. Right. If you're gonna take a taxi home, right, <laughs> to your home, like you ain't have to drop them off at your neighbor's house. Well, you at your like, house. Hey, drop, drop me off down here. Man, I don't know whose yeah. house that is. Yeah, come on, but I don't think a brother would have done nothing like that, man. Hey, you want to talk about cultural differences? I always say that about the Trayvon Martin case when um, I saw like white folks on TV asking the question about why wouldn't Trayvon Martin just go home when George Zimmerman was following him? The reason that is, and that's a cultural issue, is that his little brother was home, and he's not going to show some guy where he lives. Mm-hmm. That's why we know that the bank robber was not black, because mm-hmm. we don't do stupid stuff like that. Nope. Mm-hmm. Just to put that out. So anytime I, anytime I say that, I know sometimes Jay will get uh, – uh, message or social media, and they'll say, "Why? Why was it black? Or why was it? How do we know that? It's because there are things that we don't do. Exactly. And my friend, that got to be one of them. Yep. Now, <laughs> I would have to say if they did it, they lived in the suburbs, but that's a whole other story. Exactly. All right. So I know we're <laughs> winding down, but that's all we got for news. And uh, like I said, I guess we'll have some more next week as we go. All right, my brother. Well, I, I won't be here next week. Uh, I will be on the road coming back from Louisville, man. My 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 niece is graduating from high school, and we're going uh-huh. down to celebrate with her. So yeah, I won't be here next week. I'll be on the road. So I'll be right. with Jay next week, brother. Uh oh. All right, we yeah. have to take go on the road. <laughs> a little shorter with Jay. Yeah, yeah. Jay's gonna yell at me about this a little bit later. But, you know, <laughs> I got stuff to do. So, all right, well, have fun. I actually have to go to a graduation. I'm hopefully it's not Saturday, but I mean it's not Sunday. But um, I'm um, one of the universities rescheduled their graduation, so I'll be going to that. So, have a safe trip and be, right. be cool. All right, brother. Let's see you the week after next, man. All right, man. All right, all right, all right. All right. later.